0: All right, well, welcome, guys, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. We got Reed Meyer, as he you say the last name, right? Yes, sir. And Jared Jordan here, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for being here so much. we really looking forward to this one.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Definitely, man. man. Thanks for having us.
0: Cheers, guys. Before we get yeah. started, had a long reach. So, some of you might notice that we have a bit of a different setup today with the with the microphone on the stand and everything. This is definitely going to be something that we're going to be doing moving forward because this is just lovely. Yeah. I love it. actually
2: being able to like express yourself. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. you look like you're on NPR though a Absolutely. little bit. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like being on NPR. And
3: I feel like you're talking differently too because I'm sitting up straight and or like, something. I don't know. There's something about it, but you sound like yeah. You're about to tell us the 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 weather or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. So before we get started, a um, couple dates you want to announce
0: uh, or not announce? Just let you know about it again. Tuffy's Music Box in Orlando on July 29th with Side Hustle. Hooch uh, and Hive in Tampa on July 30th. 1904 Music Hall on the 31st. This is all in support of our album release com- happening on July 30th with our good friends from Asheville, North Carolina, Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats. And we also have our good friends Widgeon on the Jacksonville show, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Make sure you get your tickets for those. We got Orange Blossom Review. In December, make sure you get your tickets for those as well. They just added Blackberry Smoke to that lineup, so that's pretty dope. Uh, And then I'm gonna be solo at Monkey's Uncle and Jack's Beach on June 24th, The Garage on June 25th, uh, Brewhound on June 26th, and ABBQ on June 27th. So you can come catch some solo stuff. And you guys got stuff you want to promote coming up? Uh,
2: we uh, we actually as a production team we uh, we're working with this artist from Guam, uh, where I'm originally from, uh, and he's got a, s- a single releasing Friday, uh, with the music video and everything. It's called Clickbait. His name is Jonah Hanum. Awesome. And um, yeah, man, we've been working with him for a while, so we're excited for that release. We're at the point now where we're done with the mix, we're done with all the production, uh, and we sent it to him, and we we could just like sit back and now uh, just kind of wait for the video to come in and just you know listen to it so hell yeah yeah. it's awesome yeah yeah it's been it's been a while it's been a lot of sessions a lot of hands have touched the song um and and it it came out cool it's like it's got like an 80s hip-hop um mix to it and he's he's you know he's he's like a originally he, he sang island music reggae music um, and with us, he's kind of ventured off a little bit more in a hip-hop and R&B. Uh, we got an artist, or we got a producer. His name's Spiff uh, Sinatra from Atlanta. He's He uh, he did some co-production on it as well. So we're uh, we're excited to see how, how it turns out, man. That's
0: awesome, man. We're I'm stoked man. to hear it. He definitely did a dope job bringing some of that kind of ATL vibe to the track. Make you talking
1: to the mic. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Spiff, uh, you did a great job for us bringing some of the... Uh, the kind of Atlanta vibe to the track, I kind of feel like Ricky Bobby over here. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands.
0: Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. It's a little awkward at first. We get used to it. It's going in,
3: <laughs> in this big circle.
2: But, uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 going to be cool. The song, the song is really unique, and um, we'll see. People may hate it, and you know, we're That's fine with that. Always going to happen, right? <laughs> I mean, doesn't
0: matter what, if it's amazing. People are still going to hate it. Definitely, man. I always uh, say, if you got haters, you know you're doing something right. Absolutely, man. Billy and I were just having this conversation yesterday. You gotta crack a couple of eggs to make an omelet. Sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking <laughs> about like though? I can't remember though. Uh, well, let's not talk about it specifically, right? Because we don't want to <laughs> call anybody out. But sometimes you gotta. Oh, you gotta, I remember you gotta, what it was. Yeah. You gotta, sometimes you know, if everybody likes you, then you're doing something wrong.
1: Hundred
3: percent. Like, yeah. You
1: know? no, not everybody's gonna like you. Yeah.
3: But that was the argument that you catch more flies with honey. Is what I'm trying to say, yeah. and and that you were the least personable person on the planet. I'm not
0: the least. The least.
3: I'm personable sorry, person, personable, <laughs> <said it>. personable <laughs> reptilian, not person. I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> to offend you. Hybrid of some sorts. Yeah, Billy. No, Billy, oh, Billy should, thinks sure. I'm confirmed reptilian from the start. I can't think uh, and confirm it if you're not confirmed, and you are confirmed, so it is confirmed. Yeah. I don't think I I've know.
1: Call a hybrid many times. Oh, really? I don't know if that means I'm some sort of.
3: Are you reptilian you know, too? My
1: reptilian hybrid. I don't know. It's like. I don't What's know. What's his name, David Ick, Going to come out and, like...
3: You know who David, I is? Know who David, is, who David is? I know bro. who David no, is. I know who David is, bro. Nobody thinks he's hip
0: to some weird shit. He's not, not. I, I, I don't know who Hey, man, so Kobe did a know. lot of weird you things to this. all of us.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's He's he's the best. You, you watch all his presentations and stuff. <laughs> his PowerPoint presentations. I do. I Because, I mean, so I never boring. Know, like, so incredibly amazing. It's crazy. Amazing. And
1: I'm like, you know, I don't know, like, how crazy this guy is or isn't. But, like, this is... Freaking crazy
3: he's, like, he's crazy He He's uh, 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 There was like a Vice documentary That did it Like a real short one And he like lives On the Isle of Man Like in the middle Of fucking nowhere In the nice. in the sea Of like uh, Great Britain or whatever And he's like, he's like I have to live out here Otherwise <laughs> yeah. they gonna, they're gonna He's like I'm not me. crazy he's, Yeah I'm not crazy Like you're fucking crazy For not coming out here too Yeah Yeah he's nuts He's a wild boy yeah. Maybe on um, something uh, It's like British Gary Busey Basically yeah. <laughs> That's
1: a pretty good That's good I like That's that That's good
0: um, all right, so let's get into it. Let's get uh, what's your, your guys' background. How'd you get started doing this thing? Just in general, it doesn't, it, not even like production right now. Just like from an early age, like when did you discover music as a passion? Uh,
1: I definitely always had a passion for music. It's kind of funny, like some of my first memories of music are like so ironic because I'm definitely not a fan of country music in general. But like, I guess you can't really avoid it when you grow up in you know North Florida. So yeah. I kind of remember growing up listening to, like a bunch of '90s and '80s country and not. Uh, I mean don't get me wrong like there's some good music in 90s and 80s country and classic country but also like Motown and classic rock and I just kind of always knew that like yo this is like something I'm very interested in if I can find a way to make a career out of this I definitely want to do it because it's just it's just fun at a certain point in time I started playing uh, the alto sax and then eventually moved on to mallet percussion when I was in school band and just kind of Eventually started playing in bands because you think, oh, man, I want to be a you know playing some rock bands, be a cool guy, play guitar, play bass. And then eventually you do enough of that, and you're like, man, I kind of just like being in the studio, like making music, recording it, because performing kind of gives me anxiety. And yeah. It's like I could sit in the studio, be in the house by myself for two hours, not fuck up once, get around people, and it's like, I don't know what happened to me. Yeah. it's like, you know what, maybe it just makes sense for me to park my ass in the studio, have a good time,
0: take some of the pressure off.
3: Is that. is that what it is? Is that why you like being in the studio more too?
0: No, I, there, there's there's an aspect shy. of that. I still I still like Yeah, I, he's no, I, I like I, I, I love performing too. Um, I definitely feel more of a pressure with performing than I do in the studio though. Like a studio like you know you have ample time to just get your stuff down, you know, when you're not in the clock anyways.
1: Yeah, as long as you go in there with a plan and no
0: it's I feel you. I mean the red light is still a thing, like Sure. But also, I feel like there's there's like it's a playground for musicians and for mm. producers alike. Mm. It's you go in there and you have every everything at your fingertips. You know, it's like every possibility. It's like, well, I'm hearing this idea, so we can make that happen. You right. know, the, right. the, and I love that that aspect of the studio. You know, yeah. Whereas Absolutely. live, you just
1: kind of got to work with what you got. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And a
2: lot of times, you know, we we start with just a blank session, and. Just lay something down, and then, like you said, man, it's like a playground. You can, you can do whatever. Cause, you can, you can go for one idea for ten minutes, and if it doesn't really work, you just move on. You open up right. a new blank session, right. you know. And there's no pressure to really get it right. Now, you want to get it right, obviously, but um, to circle back on what Jerry was saying, without that pressure of like getting it right in this moment, you know, it's a different, it's a different beast. Like there are pressures within the studio. Uh, You know, especially if people are paying for studio time, if you're paying for studio time, like every minute matters. Yeah, you got to be efficient for sure, Um, totally. But as far as just when you're in the studio for yourself and you're kind of just making music and you're just using it as that creative release, it it is nice to not have that, you need to do this right now, you know, when you're playing a specific song. Right. Um
0: well, what's your background, Reed? You, you, uh, so you, you, you grew up in Guam.
2: Yeah, so I was born and raised on the island of Guam, man. Um, I was there until I was 19 years old. Uh, growing up, my, my dad was a big – he was big into sports. And I am too. Like, I love sports. Sports were a big part of my life growing up. Um, and that was probably the main thing I
1: was doing. But This dude will dunk on you. <laughs> really? you he'll be, he'll be modest, man. I play basketball too, and this man beat me. I was out of shape. Dude beat me 11-2. to two. Yeah. That does not happen to me. Yeah. I low key, I gave up, and I was up 2-1 to one. at that point in time. I was like, he is going to smash me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's being uh, modest. Billy likes to play basketball, I'm,
3: too. I love basketball. I'm from Kentucky. take Kentucky. Oh, yeah, nice. So I'm a huge uh, Wildcats fan. And watch college basketball and pro ball and everything like that and went to basketball camp every year and then never made yeah. a team. Because I'm short and chubby. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the <laughs> It's all about <laughs> the, the love. That's all the that the really Huh? Who you pulling for in the NBA? Yeah. I, I love uh, – I don't really have a team because, like, I just – I'm a Kentucky fan. So, I just like watching my Kentucky players crush it. So, Jamal Murray and the Nuggets, yeah. for sure. Like, I want them to go – Yeah, Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker, Booker oh, too. You, you can just keep on going. I think that's, like, 25. Damn, Devin Booker. That's crazy. John Rondo's in there. Anthony Davis, of course. I mean, John Wall. Go move it to another city. You want to keep talking about basketball? what's up? Yeah, What they score the touchdowns yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. tiger oh, yeah. woods
2: is probably the goat
0: there the you go goat go of basketball. basketball yes yeah. Yeah. tiger woods yeah sounds about right you talked about uh,
1: crack, uh, breaking some legs you know you got to <laughs> you got to break
0: some legs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> too, too soon, soon bro too, too soon. <laughs> soon sorry Sorry, Tiger. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but honestly, I've been I've been too busy to watch any sports. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. I, and in fact, like I have this uh, whole projector and TV and all this stuff that I pay for for sports channels and everything like that. I haven't turned on this TV in over a week. At wow. least.
1: That means you're probably being more productive. Than I'm being.
3: I'm being productive. That's probably a good thing. But yeah, and I love. I love sports just as much as the next person. Not he. He doesn't like it. But I don't care uh, about sports he just doesn't care about it. But yeah. it's just like I. I fucking don't have time. That's like such a huge commitment to follow yeah. a team. I'll watch 100%. a baseball game every now and then. That's about it. So, um, anyways, yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm. I'm
2: from Guam, and and growing up, you know, sports was a big part. But music was always there because my dad. Um, you know who exposed me to pretty much you know at a young age, um, like um, a lot of things that influenced me. Um, he w- he was big into music as well, so that was that was always there. He he pushed me to you know learn instruments and and I always just naturally sang just because I enjoyed doing it. You know if I was in a car with somebody, you know growing up, or if I was in you know obviously in the shower or just sing along to my favorite songs, and um, naturally through singing and, and developing that skill uh i found my way uh into a you know relatively small music community uh on guam it's still powerful man it's it the 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 music community on guam is 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 a really powerful thing there's really uh talented people but you know it's a small island so the community itself is rather small probably hard to
0: get off Um, to tour and stuff like that yeah there's i mean there's no
2: touring at all really i mean you could do gigs here and there um and that's what i did in in high school there was like i'm not saying i did gigs but there was like a weekly thing where my dad would pay uh would would pay me and i would just he worked a deal with this one tavern to just let me sing on monday nights uh for a couple hours and then give me a meal uh, so i did that for a few years um were you
0: playing an instrument as well or you
2: just singing? just singing the backing tracks and stuff uh, like i sang like jazz like Like crooner stuff, you know, so I would have backing tracks of, like, full bands, uh, a lot of, like, Michael Buble stuff, because that's kind of what got me into that. It's not easy stuff to sing. Yeah, it's not. Like, there's a certain aesthetic you got to do, you know, and it's a little different from how I normally sing, but, you know, it's fun. I mean, it's pretty – it's fun, but – so then, through that, I got into what, what my what my fiance likes to tease me as uh she calls it a boy band, but uh it was just like a little <laughs> trio me and my buddies in high school had um that was when I was about sixteen, and then naturally we went into the studio with uh with a guy that was in a band there a pretty big reggae band he liked the song we did with him at his studio enough, and he was dating my buddies on uh, at the time he gave us a bunch of studio gear oh, wow. and I kind of just took it upon myself to kind of learn how to navigate it so we didn't really have to go to the studio we just like chilled and when we were chilling which we did a lot we just made music so um, through that I, I just learned Pro Tools and I learned how to use you know just get a feel for how to have an idea and get it recorded um, and then yeah I mean I went and played college ball for, uh, for a year at a D3 school and uh, I just kind of lucked out, there was a, a pretty big studio. It wasn't big, it was kind of big in the Christian world, but there was an engineer who was like a country engineer who was there every now and then. And I uh, I was able to work it so that I, I actually got an internship there and used that as a credit. Um, and I learned, you know, through that I learned even more. And then I was, I said, you know what? I can only get so far with basketball, I feel. Uh, Cause I'm not playing D1, you know. I'm not really pursuing it. It's just Division three, and I was like, you know, I could go. What school did you play
3: for? uh, It's
2: uh, so it's in the same town as James Madison University. Oh. But it's uh, it's called Eastern Mennonite University. Eastern Mennonite. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Wait, were were your
3: parents missionaries over in Guam? No, no. Oh, okay, sorry. I was just wondering, because it's Christian school and everything. No, my dad
2: was a he was a librarian. Okay, okay, (laughs) (laughs) read. He's a librarian. named me read leather bound books. Like what a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so I mean, <laughs> I ended up, I ended up, you know, just kind of getting my own little setup when I moved here with my fiance, um, and just kind of kept it around. I, I, I ended up going to UNF for music. And, um, through that, I, I met Jared. Um, I worked at a smoke shop and he came to buy a rig. Um, I'm sorry. It brings it, people together. Should I <laughs> should I be talking about that? Are you cool with that? I'm sorry. I, I'm totally. Yeah, so he, he came to buy a, a rig. Mid-car and um, we ended up talking about music. And he's like, yeah, come to the studio. I came. He did like a little. I showed him a song I was working on at the time. Uh, I, you know, I, I had been making beats for a few years. And he, he did a little master for me for free. I ended up taking a couple more projects to him through that. We just developed a you know a good working relationship and just a a a really strong like friendship you know uh through it and uh here we are now just you know working with different artists and and
0: and definitely the best trip to the smoke shop i've ever had yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome man um so when you were coming up jared were you 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 were playing in bands and stuff before i kind of started out
1: like in the like i guess like the metal scene a little bit it's kind of it's kind of funny to me like the christian metalcore scene it's a weird place to come up as far as this kind of exists like in a bubble you know you see them playing with the other hardcore bands other metal bands but it's always a just i don't know at some point i realized there was a ceiling to that like even the most successful metal bands in the world they still kind of have a ceiling as far as like i don't know like metallica and slayer obviously freaking huge but like you see a lot of like your heroes living in a van and nothing against that but i realized i was like man That's not long-term success as far as, like, having a house, a family. Like, that's going to be hard to maintain. Man, can
0: can I – not to derail you, but Mm -hmm. I I actually do want to dive into that scene a little bit because I've got friends that are Mm – that have uh, very successful bands. Actually, speaking of – uh jared and i used to work at guitar center together a long time ago and our, and our good friend at the time i haven't spoken to in a, a long time a uh, dylan might about dylan man you share yeah. a freaking amazing Yashira band and luke
1: luke and dylan man both, yeah totally both awesome. man,
0: totally and um actually i do want to get dylan on the podcast it'd be cool to get his perspective uh because we haven't had anybody in that scene on here yet but uh, when i first moved to jacksonville i i, I mentioned a friend of mine named uh, lennon Levisay, who was in a band i forget what the name of the band was but uh as soon as I said that, he knew exactly who I was talking about, and like apparently, Lennon's band has like headlined huge festivals all around the country in that scene. But like, but Lennon also works at Whole Foods when he's at home. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, like your band's headlining huge festivals, like like, like huge. What, what, what we would think of like like string cheese level and shit like that, and you're st- you're still working at Whole Foods. How does that make any sense? That scene is Gotta so weird. Money. I feel like
1: it's like, I don't know, man. I don't want to, yeah, because every promoter is different but sure. I almost feel like it's like the nature of some of the promoters in that business but also like what the bands will allow because yes. if their most important thing to them is to just perform for an audience and a big crowd then you can be manipulated into taking gigs for yeah. n- the, not the pay that you deserve So and also, sorry go ahead
2: well I was just going to say you know the landscape of the music industry now is completely different you know um, things have become a lot more like socialized, I guess you could say, where, you know, the wealth is kind of spread out a little bit, you know, and if you're a solo artist, right, you can, you know, it's very possible to go and get a hundred thousand dollars, you know, that's a thousand people paying a hundred dollars every year. Right. So that's, it's, 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 it's possible to go do that now as a independent solo artist. But if you're a band that, let's say you got five members, you know, you can still go out and get that hundred thousand, but you know that's what twenty thousand to each of you. So like, that's that's a nice chunk of change, and you're 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 doing what you love, but you still got to go get a side you know a side job. You well, know, yeah, but, uh, to kind of bring bring that back to a living wage, you
0: know. Totally, totally. But what happens more specifically in in the hardcore and metal scene is that the there is something that where there the promoters. Take uh, there's a lot of pay to play mentality. Hundred percent. In the hip hop scene too. You know, man. Oh, hip hop big yeah. time. Oh, even even worse in the hip hop scene than it is in the, in the hardcore oh, scene. Yeah. I feel like. But but and I also notice in the hardcore scene where. You have like 10 bands On one bill On the same bill yeah. We're not talking At a festival We're talking At a music venue Local you have yeah, those, 10 Those metal shows Are so silly set. to me I just don't understand It's how not silly I, It's just it's just, it's just just a different It's such a different Dynamic than well, the Jam band but, world
3: What's so silly to me Is that, that there's so many bands And that it's still The same amount of time So they're all just Playing for 15 minutes yeah. 20 minutes it's but, Because but, they that, just Need the people They want the people
1: From those bands To come out And Yeah. I understand man. It's cut through like They gotta make Their guarantees They gotta yeah. pay their, their touring bands But like something about the numbers of it just
0: doesn't but the mix. touring bands aren't even making money though. Yeah, that's what you're, what's you're wild right about, about that it. Yeah, you know man, it's, like, gotta... it's like it's like I understand like grind like in the jam band scene it's similar where you know you grind it out for a long time and you don't make any money for a long time but there's that but you know there's a payoff at the end of it like you know for sure like that if you're successful in this scene you can make a lot of money right but in the hardcore scene and the metal scene as a whole it's like you don't know that like success in that and that scene looks different it looks a lot different. you know and that's right. uh, it's just it's just a wild concept to me it's
1: crazy because they can have more visibility be super popular but i just don't see them being i mean i'm not going to act like you know stuff i'm doing over here like i'm super paid from what i'm doing or anything but i just you know i see musicians and i see people that are going out you know a lot of people want to talk shit on the cover scene but it's like yo at least i see these musicians going out here demanding something for their services putting the you know putting the you know, and you can promote your mu- or your original music still but while you're playing covers. So there's no shame to me in playing covers, doing what the people want, sure, and then still marketing yourself as an original musician That's at the same bre- time.
0: That's my bread and butter right now, man, 100. percent But I mean, you know, there's a big thing about what we talk about a lot in this podcast, probably too much in Billy's you, perspective. You talk about is it that. Is that uh, is that that is a very a very uh, quick dead end road if you don't look at it as just a means to an end. Rather than just you know the mean the, the you can't end be itself. your main focus. No yeah. one
1: wants to be Boyce Avenue. No offense to Boyce Avenue, Like Who's that's that? pretty. Are they're they? like a uh, they're a band that just kind of like blew up doing covers. I remember seeing them on YouTube. They did dope ass covers. It's kind of funny. I remember doing like some like Daughtry covers and stuff like some nice. weird like random songs. But you're like, yo, this is actually kind of tight. It's you-
0: cool, man. I'd be into doing some shit like that. What I can't do the rest of my life is playing Last Dance to Mary Jane. Oh my god, yeah, hours. no, yeah, I love
1: Tom I, Petty, yeah. man. But like when people. Free Bird, yeah, you know, like we're we're in do, Jacksonville, man. You can't yeah. escape it.
0: I can't
3: do that shit. What well, wasn't it? The Postmodern Jukebox. I like them a lot. Yeah, they're, they're great. those are probably the best ones that do covers. If their original music is amazing too. Right, but no one cares. <laughs> exactly. just, that's the truth, though, because that's what you're marketing guys as a yeah. cover band. That's why you got to keep them separate. But the the that Postmodern Jukebox thing is that's it for them right yeah but the thing is they're that's their art though you know they are doing covers
2: at the same time they're 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 rearranging it and they're making a new sound and a new aesthetic to an already existing thing you know and and you know that's how different is that from if we're gonna you know we can we can kind of connect that to maybe people that make collages or you know taking something that's sampling so it's like there's, there's there's definitely a creative merit to that. Sure. And it all depends on, like, what you are happy doing, you know? Because even I kind of struggle with this sometimes in the music industry where you are even just trying to get in in the first place. You see a lot of people kind of doing what you may want to do or you're feeling like there's a certain way you should be doing things or there's, like, a certain life to live as a as – a, um, musician or artist but really it's just about expressing yourself and being happy with what you're doing in the first place you know yeah, totally. like and not pursuing like what you think you you should be doing to gain the result you think you want but rather just expressing yourself and 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 getting that creative release out doing it genuinely and
0: and being okay with what happens, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, blaze your own trail on that shit. For Did, sure. Have
3: you ever watched a uh, uh, Snoop Dogg's podcast that he has? No, it's called Double G News. I think is what I it's what it's called. I can't believe I've never seen it. Oh, it's, it was. It's on. It's on video all the time. Bill Burr's on it all the time. They're like best oh, friends. For but, real? But yeah, it's really great. But uh, today, uh, or not today, but it was like a callback. Uh, Fifty Cent was on there, and Fifty Cent had the best thing in the world to say. He said, uh, uh, "Don't don't try to be like anybody else. Be like you because nobody can." Be you. Yeah, you're gonna have the original sound. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then Snoop Dogg was just like, "Yeah, I know." They were trying to get me to do the like the triplet thing uh, and start rapping like that way, like featuring everybody like that. And they're yeah. just like, "I'm not Snoop Dogg. I'm not fucking doing that." Yeah, <laughs> it makes no sense.
2: Like, and that's the thing. That's when you lose sight of what's really important, you know. Because, you know, and and I run into this all the time as a producer, where your job is to make it a product right so obviously if you're making something a product there needs to be some kind of system but at the same time how do you stay true to that creative process where you're not putting any binds on that creative release from the artist or from yourself right you know so how do you that finding that balance is important and it's really just about being comfortable with, with yourself and what you like and what you think is sounds good and just maximizing on that and being creative in how you express that totally, you know, and not doing it necessarily how Those influences you might have had right like let's say for me, right? Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra is like a big influence on just my overall sound Oh, yeah, um, and and just the music the big band crooner music, right? And so now as a producer I'm not gonna go out and I'm not gonna try and make big band music but at the same time, there are elements of big band that I really appreciate and that make me like it in the first place. So you got to get down to really what is what is it about those elements that you like? Right. And, and how can you now apply it to what would be relevant, you know, nowadays, totally. because, it, you know, if you're just trying to do what other people do, then, you know, you're not really going to progress the, the art as a whole.
0: Yeah, you know? and, and and I think the inauth the, the inauthenticity kind of translates as well. You know, people as listeners, I think you owe them the originality that you can bring to the table because right. they're not fools. Like, they, yeah, they, you, you you do a show or you you release music and they hear it, and they feel like it's not real. They pick up on that and they don't re- they don't you know they don't reward you with with their with their you know yeah. their commitment to you. You yeah, know, 100%. so, but um. I do want to get into the production stuff in a minute, but I, I, I but Jared, uh, so you were you were playing in hardcore bands and stuff. So continue on that.
1: Uh, so kind of eventually, you know, once I realized there was just kind of like a, a cap on where I saw the hardcore scene, I, you know, the genius that is I was like, let's play pop punk now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big thing here in Jacksonville, Yeah, it's a super big thing in Jacksonville. And I still love pop punk, man. No, don't get me wrong. Like, there's some bands that I really love. Like, I love Newfound Glory, like, story so far. I mean, that's kind of a more recent band. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm almost 32 now. So, I mean, that band's been around for a while now, too. So, like, when I list some of these bands, I'm like, man, they've been around for years still. Yeah,
0: Newfound Glory came out when we were, like, in middle school. Because I'm almost 32 also, yeah.
1: So, but I still kind of realized, I was like, yo, like, there's fallout boy there's like there's still only a few bands that are like really having that major major success and it, i don't know that it, there was really a conscious decision that i made but kind of just over time combined with like my musical interests, eventually it just kind of shifted and kind of from there kind of got more into blues kind of you know more into jazz a little bit and just kind of started to shift my focus a little bit and then you know i ended up in the studio and i ended up working with an artist uh now he goes by a uh, uh, christian paul when i worked i just knew him i just knew him as christian at the time he actually ended up uh working with a you know a pretty big label actually the same label uh anderson park was signed to for a while so okay uh what's the we name s- of the label uh the, the label's called 12 tone he's not on that label anymore okay. but uh he's uh he's actually up in nashville right now working uh, he's kind of shifted his focus and decided to go back more into like the christian direction okay uh but that's the main thing i've kind of just learned is just stick true to yourself because if you you know if you make compromises. Uh, with who you are or what you, you know, what you're comfortable with just to try to, you know, make it, it's not going to work out for you, man. You just got to be who you are. Totally. And so, you know, if, you know, kind of coming close and having, you know, coming close to having some, some big moments and then see putting everything into kind of one basket. You just kind of see like, that's a flawed mindset. You cannot put all your eggs in one basket. Right. You have to, you know, you just have to be put the work in every day and also give everybody equal opportunity, man. Like, right. You can see, like, obviously, when you see people who have talent, you know, they're gonna put you onto, you know, a stage, a showcase. But I've been just like really pleasantly surprised with over the years going out, seeing people perform, and then bringing them back to my studio, and then just, you know, being amazed, frankly, by what they bring to me. Or like, you know, it may be kind of obscure in a way, but like, you never know how that's gonna come back around. And that's one of the main things I've seen is just. Never trying to make your mind up about anything before you go into it. Just go into it with an open mindset.
0: Totally, man. It was uh, Our good friend Westbrook um, plays Melody Trucks Band. He was on the podcast uh, a few months back. And uh, one of his things is like, you know, in the first 10 years of your music career, just say yes to everything. You know, I just like totally don't like, like you're saying, don't put all your eggs in that one basket, especially not right away. And 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 be open minded about any, every opportunity that comes at you, you know. That's like, I mean, that's just the best learning experience you could possibly have. Hey, everyone. Just want to take a second to talk to you about one of our favorite music venues, Blue Jay Listening Room. Blue Jay is a space for true music lovers where every ticket is a backstage pass. Silence your cell phones, enjoy a nice glass of wine or craft beer, and be part of an intimate experience unlike anywhere else in Jacksonville. Here national and local artists sing their original songs and share the stories behind them in a space carefully curated for the premiere showgoing experience. I personally have seen some of my favorite shows here, as well as having played in some of My Heroes. Not only is Blue Jay a wonderfully unique experience, it has become a staple in the Florida music scene. Mention bottom of the bill on your next visit and receive 10% off your tab. Blue Jay is located at 2457 3rd Street South, Jacksonville Beach, And be sure to check out www.bluejayjacks.com for news, ticketing, and events.
1: You learn what to say no to by saying yes to everything at first. I used to, you know, after (laughs) a while you're like, man, if I say yes to everything, I feel desperate. But until you have done that and you've gone through it,
0: how else are you going to know what to look for? I was just talking to somebody about that recently where I was like, it's like you kind of, after a while... Start to like by that's what we, Billy and I were talking yesterday about it. It's like by saying yes to everything uh, you start to realize um, as you get older, you start to realize what these opportunities are before you even do the opportunities yeah. and because, the value of your own time. Exactly. And then that's why it's really important to say yes to everything because you kind of need to get fucked a couple of times before you really realize like, you know, like what's happening, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Reed, you went to UNF. I did. Yeah, I graduated there. um, in the uh, music technology and
2: production um, degree they have there. Uh, It's still a relatively new degree. Yeah, who did you study under? So they, unfortunately, by the time I was leaving, that's when they really started to kind of load up on full-time faculty for that degree. Okay. Um, So in the times I was there, I mean, there were a couple adjuncts um, that really made up a pretty big... Um, impression on me, and and you know my first couple years being in the city, um, one of them being uh, Alex Hayward. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. Alex Alex Hayward was a huge, um, you know, he was just a few a big figure in in me being comfortable with being here and being and pursuing things here because, you know, he's just such a down to earth person, and he he has. He's literally been through everything as far as, you know, working for the bigger names and then also working for himself, you know, and even venturing off into other, you know, I think he, he had a uh, clothing store, you know. Oh, I so, know like, that. just as far as being an overall musical entrepreneur, um, you know, he's he's been a, bit of, been a big influence and a, and a big, um, I wouldn't say mentor because he kind of had to do it because he was like my teacher. Uh, but still, him just being super open to giving me the opportunities, no matter how big or small it was, you know that made a big influence you know a bigger influence than the school as a whole sure, you know? sure. um, now you know going there i I met a lot of great musicians uh, a lot of relationships that I still you know have kept to this day, you know, as far as uh, guys that will get in the studio um uh, Elon um, oh, He's amazing Yeah the guitarist dude, We get with him Pretty much every week um, And just create man We've made some Incredible music together um, You know And a number of other guys You know John Medico John's amazing um, you know, Cyrus just some, Yeah si- Cyrus, Cyrus isn't is a great. UNF guy But I met him Through A UNF guy uh, Liston Gregory
0: Yeah You know So <laughs> yeah, He's the top, yeah. top Oh guys, dude Man
2: yeah. Dude So we'll, we'll You know to this day, we get them in the studio and we just create. Man, we made some amazing stuff, you know, and, and, you know, I, to be honest, most of the stuff I've learned, I've learned in Jared's studio. But the the relationships I built through UNF, um, that's a real valuable part, you know, that
0: seems to be everybody's takeaway from music school is that it's not so much. I mean, the information obviously is there, um, but you know, the information is available to anybody now through the Internet yeah. and, you know, hard work or whatever. But like, I feel like the relationships yeah, you know, The doors that, that, that school opens is kind right. of like the invaluable thing about it. And
2: especially in music technology, because there's a lot of things that are pretty obscure and, and abstract as far as get wrapping your mind around it. So, like, you know, even just something as basic as, as compression, right? Like, that took me a while of actually using compressors to figure it out. But if I'm in class and the teacher's like, this is what's happening, like... Yeah, I get that, but how does that sound and how does that even matter if you apply it, you know? Right. So, uh, there's a there's so many things that you just like learn through doing that school can't necessarily give yeah, you. It's now.
1: kinda like watching your algebra teacher solve the equation on the board, but like you actually have to go home and do your homework or right, take your right, test. Until right. you until you do it that's just you know, you've just watched it. And and
2: in our field like you gotta go do it yourself. You gotta figure out how you can do it yourself, whether it's totally. doing it at home or or, or you know, you know, going to studios and actually investing into that experience, you know, it, it it's so important to continue your own personal education, because there isn't one thing that's going to solve everything for you. And you're just going to miraculously figure it all out. Right. You know, right. now yeah. I'm not trying to downplay music school, because, you know, my, my story is a little different. Um, you know, my the way my mind works, and the way I just kind of the way I see music is is different than, than other people, but it, you know if you're just a musician no I'm, I'm sorry I don't mean to say just a musician I'm just saying if you're a musician, going to music school to hone in on you learning the guitar you know or the keys you know like if if that's also your focus like music school's great because it forces you you got to go to class yeah you got you gotta to make that, sure yeah. you go to school you got to go to your lessons with your teacher, prepared to do whatever they have asked you to do you know right. so like music school is great for that i'm just saying in my case at least with you and because the 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 the, um, the degree was still young you know i yeah, still like had where to go they out. were in their program at that yeah, time i still had to go out and kind of be a little bit more active in my own education um just uh, you know because of where the school was uh and when i was there you know? i mean
1: you're one of the few people i know though that have been in that program that i feel like has made the most of it like i you know i've known quite a few people that have been in that program but like as far as everyone i know that has gone on to do something at least as far as production or you know i see you working i still you know we're working in that field yeah Uh, no slight to anybody else but i know a lot of people that just didn't i know i didn't put the work in
0: oh yeah so well another person that that's kind of taken taken not fully dedicated to that, but, but is still using a lot of it, is Chris Underdahl. Do you know him? Uh, yeah,
2: Chris, I know Chris. Chris yeah, dude, I've Chris, met Chris a guy. time
1: or two over at, uh, I've, I've seen him playing Probably at Perfect Cramatic Rack before, and I've Cramatic. seen him, uh, I want to say, over at uh, at Taza studio. I've seen him over yeah, there yeah. before. He actually so, hit me up about wanting to record some tracks.
0: Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He, he works with my girlfriend, Chelsea. They have a band called uh, Alchematic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Chris, Chris uh, has he's not he's not you know fully an engineer, Mm -hmm. right? Or or but he but he's used that, but he's built a really nice little home setup and uses a lot of it for his own personal stuff. So I mean, yeah, but that that's you know it's it's funny because even though UNF's uh, tech program might not be up to par with, like, you know, Full Sail or SAE or whatever. Right. It's like there's I, – It's I got to start somewhere. Yeah, but I also know more people coming out of UNF that did something with those degrees. The people that I know from Full Sail or SAE haven't done – like, literally, like – It's I like know, you go there for uh, a se- laptop, man. Yeah, I, I know several people there that have gone to both schools that just haven't done shit with their degree. Right. It's almost like, like – I heard they count, giving, like, working
1: at Best Buy as a job in the film industry. I've heard that. Like, really? Yeah, distinctly. I've heard that that's a thing, like – I don't want to talk any
0: I can't speak to any trash on wholesale, but I can't speak to that. Part. I
1: have a, I know like a long time ago. Apparently, it used to be the place to be. Uh, the main thing that I hear now is the value of the network is really what you get at full sale. Now, maybe if you're going for like something like, uh, you know, working on video games, something that's like highly specific like that, maybe it's maybe it's more of a necessity. But I think with music, it's more about what he's speaking to is like the power of the network, like. You know, I didn't even go to UNF, but through meeting him and, you know, being just exposed yeah. to that network of musicians, like... Yeah, like, there's so many tool.
2: incredible musicians that come out of UNF that totally. just, like, that blow my mind how good they are. You know, like, like listen, Gregory, again, just to mention him, like, I, I could watch, listen, play the keys forever just because to him it's like breathing, you know, and these guys these guys really honed in on their craft at UNF you know and that's and like you were saying it. it's like breathing it's, it's yeah.
0: it, it is like that for them yeah. it's no it's thinking just, involved yeah it's just like and whatever whatever whatever's coming out is literally just like right. this beautiful thing
2: and that's why i, I didn't i don't want to make it seem like i'm saying you know the the program there is isn't you know it's lackluster but more so you know it's it's like with anything you really got to you got to be in you got to that interest has to be there from within, you know, no school or anything is going to hand, you know, spoon feed you anything, you know, you need to, you need to be actually interested in it and pursue it yourself,
0: you know? Maybe it not being at those other levels of full sale or like other degrees is like what makes such great uh, people come out of that network because it is- Inner motivation, yeah. Yeah, because it literally makes you have to work harder to to get the information, you know? and and, and, and that you got to go out, out
2: and you got to meet people and you got to exactly. you got to build these relationships to to be able to learn it and be able to do it and the people that come out of it actually knowing how to do it they they're so they're they're a lot more prepared you know and and dealing with people's everything as well so totally you know man. that's a big
0: part of the industry that is overlooked i feel like in school is like the the people skills that it takes to kind of Grow your your individual yeah. brand. I you think know?
1: about that as my like as far as being a business owner. When I was earlier in my career, it's like uh, I don't want to say this is like entirely my mindset, but I used to have kind of a mindset of like if you build it, they will come. Like if you build a nice studio, people will know. Oh, this is a nice place. I need yeah. to record here. It's you like, and everybody else. No, bro. yeah, everyone <laughs> like a lot of people are gonna think the same thing as you. And the only at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is not your gear. It's what comes out of your studio. Yeah. And so if you're working with good musicians, you're putting out, you know, quality music, people are going to notice that. Yeah. Uh, Also, if you go the extra mile and you work hard for everyone who comes in and you make sure that they feel that value of the dollar that they give you, like, that's paramount.
0: So this this kind of leads into the next question that I want to ask you guys. How have you been able to establish yourselves slash how are you establishing yourself in this... Very highly competitive industry uh i kind of think uh first and foremost like
1: i i view myself as uh, very lucky to have you know met reed and started working with him closely because together we've started working uh you know the artists we were talking about uh jonah Hanum, that's got that song uh, clickbait coming out like uh the first song we worked on together was for an artist called uh uh, his name's Jed. I uh, know it's like it's J E D. Uh, he's also another artist from Guam, and it's a pretty cool song. Uh, when we started working with Jonah, it was, you know, I just, I, you know, I heard his voice and I realized like the talent and the potential that was there. I mean, Reed was the first person to, I didn't even note it, you know, until we got into actual mix session. And the first song that we did for him, the song City Girl, uh, that song's getting close to breaking 300,000 streams on Spotify now. Wow and uh he's got another joint called i was in love that's getting close to breaking a hundred thousand you know this got, is
0: ours out of guam yeah, yeah sure. okay and
1: uh and you know things have just kind of taken off from there and it's really amazed me like it's a small island in the middle of the pacific ocean but like the power that just you know one small network can have
2: yeah and uh, and and to, you know your question is how, how to hone in it's really like what i said earlier you know being genuine about it you know doing it because you love to do it you know i never when i approached jonah through twitter i had just seen some stuff he'd posted and i just really liked his songwriting and i knew he was a young guy he was like 19 when when we first started you know collaborating and i'm and i was just amazed by the 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 lyricism and just the how sophisticated what he was saying was and i just sent him some beats and we made a track and i've never i've never I've never charged him for anything. It's really just, dude, I I want to be a part of what you do and I feel the feeling is mutual because of of, you know, the the music I've made. He actually the the <laughs> the boy band that I mentioned earlier, he was that he says that was a big influence for him because we were one of the first few, you know, hip hop acts so that you like were branching like, out not just yeah doing like started doing gigs doing. and started building some kind of hype like it didn't really lead to anything but we were still like we had some kind of following you know we had a music video that came out had like thirty thousand, you know views it was like we were on on the
0: news that's awesome we
2: do i i would have people coming up like like middle schoolers coming up to me with a piece of paper asking me to sign an autograph like it was all it, it was such a crazy experience and and you know, he was really young, he wasn't that, I think he was maybe like middle school when when I was in high school and that was going on. And he was just seeing, I guess, that that was
0: possible to some degree. And- You showed him that. You were one of the people that showed him that.
2: Yeah, me and and along with my other uh, buddies, Tyler and and Giorgio. And we, I guess, I didn't even know that we were a big influence until we kind of started talking about it. And And through that, you know, we just did things Money was never an issue like we never did things for the money we did it because we he liked my beats I liked how we i liked how he expressed his ideas uh lyrically and it was just like peanut butter and jelly man and the first song we released you know it blew up the second song did pretty good numbers I actually flew him out here uh, to to hear hes he lived with me for three months. And we just made close to what was it like 30 like 30 songs. to forty songs, yeah, man. Like and crazy. and and we just we, we went to Atlanta, we went to Las Vegas, we went to the Hideout in Las Vegas. It's craziest um, studio I've ever been to, um, Yeah, thanks to you know my good friend and, and one of my a big mentor in 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 all of this, my buddy Mac Lawless. Uh, he uh, he he helped kind of build that network, you know, outside of Jacksonville and in, in Las Vegas, and and so he's from Jax.
1: Yeah, Mac, oh, yeah, yeah Mac, Mac is from Mac, Jax. Yeah, he works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a spot over down on King
0: Street, and he's working out at Las Vegas now. Uh, he no,
2: no, he still lives here.
1: You said yeah. he does have some sessions coming up with uh, with Nick out there. You said he's going to be assisting for like Travis Scott or something.
0: Really?
2: Yeah, just like yeah. He he um he works with Nick, Nick Hotchkiss out of uh, out of um, the hideout there, and he does some assisting. Nick has some high profile clients, you know, and and. Um, yeah, he, he he does some he does some great work, man. He he works with some local acts, some some bands um, around uh, around the area. I you
1: know he's DJed for a long time as well. Yeah,
2: he's just he's just a he's just a musical guy. He's also a very
1: no. He he's worked for keen, MF Doom's label, like yeah, he, oh no shit. A, so so
2: yeah. Anyways, um, so All yeah, right we mean. went to Vegas. We 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 just had an incredible experience in those three months, and then. Now uh, he went back. We did another release where, and and yeah, man, we've never money has never been the issue. It's like we just put in our all into this one thing. As far as whenever we're working together, you know, and we'll just split it when 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 you know the money comes. Yeah, whenever it comes, we'll split he- it evenly because we know what work we put in. We know what we what we gave because we work so closely and we work so so. Um, you know genuinely with each other and we're honest and we make sure the communication is there and and when the time comes to to make sure, you know, we get ours it'll work itself out, you know, and yeah. we trust in each other. And through that we've been able to make some incredible music, incredible relationships, work with incredible people, go to incredible studios, and that's really what it's about, you know. Like I'm not going to sit here and say we've we've made incredible like like big amounts of money but the audience we've is had, definitely growing yeah though. people care the the music is good and we can say we've we've had these experiences and and we keep going we're gonna have more experiences to come and that's to me that's all that matters and 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 i, I could be okay with that i think my know, number really one that.
1: takeaway is pretty much that kind of with it's almost like streaming has just i mean streaming has definitely changed the game but oh, when yeah. you realize that like how much has changed the game yeah It's almost like music has become your advertising now as opposed to your actual product. So unless you're willing to put the work in on the front end to make sure that the music gets made, how can you expect to make any money? Yeah, totally. So that was something that I looked at just kind of as a studio owner. And I was just like, man, if you're ever going to be able to make it's it's more about it's not just about quality, but it's also about volume. Right. So you need to put out volume, but you also need to put out quality. And the only way I feel like you're going to be able to do both of those things is to find people that you believe in and give everything you have to them, and make sure that you know you're not, yeah. you know that's you're
0: not, sorry, good. No, yeah.
1: no, I, I pretty much finished my thought. I was just about to start rambling. In, apparently, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> that's 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 literally what the streaming game is, right? It is all about volume. Yeah. It's got to be good, obviously, but like, but like for artists, like it's actually amazing that you guys have taken that approach with what you're doing because. It it really does give the artists an actual competitive edge now, but it's like in order to compete in the streaming game It is really like every 12 months you need to be putting out like a new album and between that you need to be releasing singles at least you know if, if you're not yeah. doing if you're not doing an album you need to be putting out singles like, every couple months at yeah, and least once, right. once every one to two months Yeah, exactly now the and good that,
2: thing is we live sorry I don't mean to cut you off yeah. but the good thing is we live in in a, a time where it's relatively easy to do that you know as long as you own the gear and you have you have the means of doing it like it doesn't cost anything to to make what you want to make just got to keep your lights on it. Yeah, you just got to exactly. you just got to find a way to yeah, keep your lights on and and be able to you know, live, but at the same time like it doesn't cost that much to actually make what you want to make. So you could it's very possible to release an album, release a couple singles, maybe release a whole live you know, project where it's eight tracks of you doing something live. Maybe you can hit up a few artists and have them remix your stuff and you can throw that you know, we live totally. in a time where you can that volume is very very possible and it's really just about taking advantage you know we we need to understand that the industry is completely different than it was 20 years ago
1: completely man and And that it's still ever changing like yeah, yeah man it's
2: gonna change faster and faster and it's easy to get disheartened if you're in our field and i'm not gonna sit here and say that there haven't been times where i have been disheartened but it's really just about like it's still possible to do what we do and and make a living because there are people that do it so how do you f- how can we figure that out and being proactive in figuring that out you know yeah totally yeah, you
1: can't just uh, wait around and expect for it to be given to you
0: well you guys have a, have a good mindset as far as again like helping artists out with doing that because if you can fi- i mean i don't know whatever you, fi- you guys figure out in the back end of it but like you gotta like it's imp- it gives the up and coming artists again like this competitive edge because it's impossible for us to be able to compete with the bigger artists who can release music at that kind of uh, break, you know at, at that yeah, volume. And just
1: know that their label has got the they paid for the
0: recording. It's all already and paid they for. for the placement. You know how, how do you right com- there.
1: Yeah. It's like how can you fail at that?
0: How, and, how, and how do you and how as an upcoming artist do you compete with that? Well, it it really does take studios, engineers, and producers to actually take that step and be like, hey, guys. Like, if we really believe in what you're doing, we can actually help you along with this process. Yeah. You know, obviously, you got to keep your lights on. So there, ha- so the artists have to understand there has to be something worked out in the back end where you guys can make your nut at the end of the day. Yeah, right. Definitely. But it, it really does take that kind of vision from the studios now
3: to take that, that, that leap, you know. But how does that work out for the studios? I mean, like, you, <coughs> obviously, like, you're the one who's, you know, recording everything. But how's your name attached to it? How do people know? that you did it. Studios uh, get credit uh, on. I mean, they, they definitely didn't say that they don't get credit, but I mean like it's your name's not on the Spotify list for these artists, I yeah, you know mean? Yeah, but you
1: definitely make sure to credit me when it comes time to, you know, let you know who mixed the record, where the record was recorded.
0: Right. Not to mention and, royalties and all that. Yeah, so it yeah, can be know, worked you out, know, yeah, you, you know, know what you get what you're writing, writing credits.
1: back in as far as you know, maybe it's a pub split. You know, it could be some You know, it's a number of different things. So And
2: and you also got to be proactive yourself because one thing we'll do is, you know, and it's something we're kind of working on right now is we have a video coming out on, uh, that we're going to put on YouTube of us um, mixing doing a stem master through one of his pieces of gear on us uh, on a song that's that's Jonas, right? So on clickbait we have a video coming out that's going to highlight a certain piece of gear now like the video subject is that piece of gear but now we're attaching our name to that to that song it's like multi-level marketing, media, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, you, you just got to be more proactive because it's it's easier to be more proactive. You know, you just got. There's so many ways through the the through media now that you you just have to do it. And that you gotta showcase it on YouTube. You gotta showcase it on TikTok nowadays. You TikTok, know, TikTok,
0: Instagram. and I mean, yeah. that's where it's at, man. And and it's and it's good that you say that because it because it really is like uh, Billy and I get, get uh, have this conversation all the time where it's really about finding. The, the creativity outside of the music itself. Right. It's like the, like nowadays with the way social media works and the way brand partnerships work, it's really amazing how creative you can get to get, your, to get the music heard. Definitely. So if you can find the creative side of the marketing and the business, it actually becomes equally as entertaining as the music does because it's still, cause it's that creative. Right. And it's important yeah. that, that, you know, people think of it that way. Otherwise, if you just think about, Oh, I, I hate the business side of it. It's like, well then you're not you're just not thinking about it yeah, creatively. You can't just ignore it. Yeah, you yeah. can't, you know. It's like it,
2: cuz it's like that with everything, man. Like if you want to especially in this country, you know, like we live in a in in America, like you got to find a way to incorporate business and making money in anything you do so like you just got to be okay with that and have fun.
0: yeah and have fun with it i mean get creative with it creativity is fun business can be fun if it's creative because people
2: don't mind spending money on something if they feel like they can maybe express themselves through it or they can be part of a community through it you know if you just have a t-shirt and the design is kind of whatever you're just making a t-shirt just to make it because you feel like you have to you know you might sell one or two here and there but if you really go all out and making a t-shirt that somebody would want to wear and if they saw somebody else wearing that t-shirt other people would notice first of all and and they can also feel like they could be part of a community you know and and that's important you know like like i said it always circles back to being genuine man like you've got to be genuine i like how you said
0: being a part of a community it's kind of like the whole thing with side hustle which is our band and we're like the like the, the the end goal is really to create like the culture within the music, mm-hmm. you know. It's like and part of that is, you know, is, is putting out merchandise that people want to buy and creative merchandise too, uh, um, things that like other bands might not be doing that gets people yeah. get people to buy in to your vision a little bit more. Putting out good music, you know, doing it in the way that allows you to you know stay relevant and competitive, um, and I think that that that's all you know. Like it, it's it's just it's refreshing to hear you guys say all these things because in cities like where like where, like where we're at right now it gets so put on the, on the sidelines like this whole mentality of you know of the, the the bigger vision it's it because it's just it's not you don't see the, the the success of that here you know right so people don't know that that's like a reality for them if they, if they do it that way you know right and
2: and the thing is man like you just We all kind of fall into this trap because of social media and because we're exposed to the entire world, essentially, you know, that if you're putting out a song, everybody needs to like it. Right. It it needs to blow up. You got to get, you know, millions and millions of plays like that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you just need to find those people that really connect with it. Yeah. And now you have a platform to put it in front of millions and millions of people potentially. But all that really matters is that there's enough people that connect with it so that you can actually turn them into people that are part of your community that you build. Yeah. And through that community, then you can now start building some kind of, you know, income through first and foremost, building the community and building and, and laying the foundation for that community and building that camaraderie and, and just that that feeling that you're a part of something, yeah. Because that—that's all that really matters, man. Like a big, big artist for me is Anderson Pack. right? I love And him, man. and, and he's—I've been following him since like 2011 when I was back in high school. He was under a c- completely different name, Breezy, Breezy Lovejoy. Lovejoy, you know. And like, Who? what was his name? Breezy, Breezy Lovejoy, Lovejoy. Yeah. Okay. And like,
0: Jinx. that name sounds really familiar. Yeah, I know. Breezy Lovejoy.
2: Yeah, he did stuff with like the battle rapper, dumbfounded. Um, like a lot of YouTube stuff. Okay. Um, but but the thing is for me, what made me really enjoy his music is the fact that
1: it was so different from what was coming out.
0: Yeah.
2: But
1: still cool, still hip. Definitely and still relatable. Like yeah, it's like still James relatable. Brown meets Andre 3000. Yeah, like it's yes, it's man, so just it's so that, dope. Actually. And
2: and what made me so passionate for him as an artist was the fact that he always stayed true to that. Yeah. You know, and I was okay with spending a couple bucks. You know, buying. So he came out recently. He came out with uh, his a vinyl version of his of his album Ventura, completely instrumental version. Really, yeah, it was like thirty bucks for the pre-order. Right, and I was, dude. I couldn't have spent that thirty bucks fast enough. Like, I took out my car. Yeah, I he rent. did it. I think
1: he was at my house yes. in a session, and yeah, he yeah, stopped yes. to buy it.
2: Dude, <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. I was like, "Yo, I, I, yeah." We stopped, and I had to buy that shit. I had to find my wallet, paid for it, bought it. Eventually, it came. You know, came in the mail. But like, I'm still. It jealous. was the fact that he, <laughs> the fact that he, you know, that I was able to relate to his music and relate to his journey you know like his like he he had a little um uh little mini series i forget um what the um what the youtube channel that put it out um but he had a little mini series that kind of brought you into the studio with him and showed his journey you know you know i saw his whole name change you know and 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 the the progression of each album he came out with how the music changed and and what he was trying to say and what feelings he was trying to get across like that stuff really you know I'm getting kind of chills just talking about it because like to me that stuff even though it's it seems simple like it's just music and it's just you know a song but he, to me it's not you know to me it's something that like might help me you know when I'm having a bad day can actually help me get through the day because I'm listening to it and I'm getting my mind off the bullshit you know it might be something that excited me
0: to actually pursue something that I can feel happy about when I look back on it, you know? And you see the realness of, of his grind. Right. And it's, it, it kind of makes you realize like, Oh, that's what we all got to yeah. go through, you know? And he
2: didn't blow up till he was 30,
1: you know, he was, know, a, he like, was a, like a drummer dr- playing for other people.
0: Like yeah. yeah.
2: He was just a studio musician and, and a, and a touring musician. And then I, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to say JJ, jo- I, 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 that's just kind of a habit yeah, I would of me love saying, to be but yeah, like that's, that was great, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't like, it wasn't What his he dream. could become, you know. Yeah. We're starting to see. You know, he has an album coming out soon with Bruno Mars now. Yeah. You know, like to see. If they don't whole put that, don't, if they don't, don't, if, don't ever if, limit if yourself.
0: If they don't fucking put that goddamn album out already, I swear to God. I bro. know. Are you serious? Like, like that, they that,
1: really that. held that door open.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 bro, I'm saying it's like that's pretty good. <laughs> they,
1: this
2: guy is the dad joke god. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> hey, man, I got a son on the way, so like, Dude, I'm gonna embarrass his? The shit out of him. His dad joke skill. Congratulations, man. this thing This is the thing I
2: like. I've, I've heard the best of it, and I've heard the worst of it. I don't hold you know, any of it like, back, man. He just swings it. for the fences. He strikes you, you out gotta sometimes. You got to shoot your but shot, but shot like, I strike out a, out whole a lot. lot. Yeah. Dude, sometimes we take a whole 10 minutes to just sit down and appreciate <laughs> – what kind of dad joke just came out of his mouth? Have you seen those? On the fly, dude.
0: Have you seen those TikTok videos of those guys that do the dad jokes ha, or whatever? Ha, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you ha, just do like ha. a series with Jared, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, I'm just going to
1: get on that and just totally bomb. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You'll probably bomb a couple times. Yeah,
1: you
2: got to do it, though. But, you know, going back to what we were saying, like, what's important is, is that journey. What's important is the fact that you're doing it because, like, that's all you want to do. You know, that's all you... You you're doing it because you are compelled to do it, you know, and and that's one thing I try to get across to artists, especially in the in the beginning, is like, don't worry about the numbers. Like, let's just create, put Attached it out. from the result you a gotta, bit. Yeah, like don't don't worry about the numbers. Like it, you are gonna worry about the numbers. Like you can't, but you at least gotta have that ear just reminding you, you know, yeah. because you know w- w- when it comes down to it, what all that really matters is the fact that you're making the music in the first place and, and circling back to sports. Like one thing my dad always instilled is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like what level you play at or whatever, like what matters when you love the sport, what matters is you're playing what matters is that you're on the court, you're on the field, whatever you're just playing the giving sport, it everything you got. Yeah. That's all that really matters. And I've, I've taken that, to everything i do and and, you know including music like all that matters is that hey dude we're sitting here we're well fed we're 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 alive and we're enjoying our we're enjoying ourselves in the studio you know whatever comes out of that
1: and also just kind of seeing like the joy it brings other people like something special about helping an artist you know see their vision come Mm -hmm. to light exactly you know maybe even better than what they had envisioned or something totally different and just kind of seeing it touch a lot of people's lives, not just the artist, but, uh, you know, I never expected to, you know, have, you know, one or two songs just completely, I feel like, uh, the way a lot of people, you know, look at what it is, uh, you know, that you're doing. Like, that's why I think the main value of just being in the moment and whatever it is that you're doing at that given time, you just make sure that you're always giving it a hundred percent of your focus and effort because you never know uh, what that's going to turn into.
0: That's right. That's yeah. why I'm Billy. Uh, gets gets all uh, antsy about about the budget when we're in the studio and I'm taking yeah. five hours my guitar solo. Uh, <laughs> you gotta
3: have somebody reeling you back just a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah. Somebody with a fucking level head, be like, "Hey bud, the fucking meter's ticking and we <laughs> yeah. are yeah. Yeah. in the that shit, red." That shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. goes.
0: That shit goes way. I, I, I'm he the one that, that has that has That's all the, the no fucking clocks in the studio. The bank account. I'm the one that handles all the budgeting. Billy doesn't even know what's in the bank account half the time. And then and we're yeah. in, we're in the studio and I'm the one that's not worried about it. I'm the one that's in there like 12 hours, 14 hours doesn't fucking matter. If we're in it, we're fucking in it. Billy's like, yeah. "Uh, bud, it's yeah. uh <laughs> we got to make the most out of those 12 hours." Yeah. yeah we got yeah. two more
2: songs to cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, and and that's important. That's why also we're so willing to work as a team because you need that. There's been there's been times in the studio yeah. where
3: especially if you're a perfectionist man like yeah. oh yeah, that's the worst thing in the fucking world <laughs> the a uh, perfectionist. I'm like I'm not trying to say like obviously make the best thing that you can yeah, make no, but for yeah. fuck's sakes like you're shaving off like the tiniest little fucking things. Isn't yeah, Michael it's the making the, like, yeah, it's difference
2: between like
3: like it doesn't matter.
2: Like, like let's uh, let's move on. But like, no, it you're does, not, you're it not gonna to me that, that shit that's matters. <laughs> like,
0: I was throwing look, seeds on will, the rocks uh, over yeah, there. I, I, will, fucking fucking I that one. have. I will
3: not sleep for the rest of my life yeah. over that
0: little fucking thing. Yeah, you, you know, know I what? I have mean? a
3: theory though. I have a really good theory. Like after after this album that you really put it all in the second, the next one that you're gonna do, you're gonna be a little bit more relaxed, and it's just gonna keep on going more and more downhill. <laughs> <laughs> the that, just not like the quality of the music, but your your uh, inability to uh, let go and be like it's not perfect yet. We have to change it. We have to change it. We have to change it. Well, I have a I have a really good feeling that's what's gonna happen. Maybe maybe it could
2: be just like a you know like. Uh, two different like extremes you could be super uptight right now about getting it perfect and oh, yeah. then maybe a few albums down the oh, line yeah. or a few tracks down the line you're like man well, i don't give a shit man it's like, gonna be it a, a little more
1: emotion or character comes out of it in the yeah. end so
0: yeah i mean i was i was definitely a little bit more lax on this one than i was in the first one i disagree I can I, disagree. I take can i take a time real quick yeah, yeah. whatever you want I use oh. the yeah yeah, yeah. The first, we first keep it rolling bro so do your thing we we especially when we got two guests we
3: can just uh, <laughs> on, on that, but I will say uh, uh, I disagree with you. You were way more. Uh, you think so? Uh, uh, what's the word? Perfectionist?y If that's a word. Well, uh, on the second one than you were on the first one. Well, we had seven songs. There were
0: none of them under six and a half minutes long, and the longest one at nine and a half minutes long. So yeah, there was a little bit of perfectionism yeah. going into that. Um, but no, I, I'm actually curious. Um, so the video that you guys just at least a commercial not commercial but like yeah the, the igtv one. video I, I just put out that was great with miles yeah yeah
1: man miles is i think he's definitely one of the he's like, a genius he's, he's a genius man one of the best video editors that uh, i shoot talking about? like miles who did the, greenhouse the camera video. work man he, oh yeah, yeah he yeah, kills yeah. it not only that but like he's just smart on so many different levels he's one of the few people i can go hang out with and be like dude you are making me feel stupid right now <laughs> yeah. like It's very rare that I come across a person that I can feel like is on not only my level, but like above, above, at least in certain areas, you know, like I'm sure I could, you know, I could talk about recording all day and like make someone else's head swim. But like, I don't know, man, the dude is over there going crazy with his 3d printer. And I'm like, dude, this is freaking nuts. Like, I just love to see people that like are, are doing some kind of art but also yeah man. they have another passion outside of their art that you know or it could be another art form but it's you know it's different than what they're making their bread doing
0: totally man that's why i i discovered uh last year or uh, almost two years ago now i discovered uh muay thai yeah it's he's been, been de- i need a hobby it's though. just been you my, do any jujitsu too no I, that that'll be my next hill to climb i really want to uh, i've i fell in love with this sport and i really want to like get good at it you know but it's but for me it's it's really just like I just love the physical movement I love the the workout you know I do some sparring here and there but mostly it's just like I just really want to do the workout. Gotcha. But I'm curious uh, going back to the video, what are you guys? Is this is is this like like the multi-marketing thing that you guys are talking about?
1: Yeah, I just kind of wanted to like you know show people a little bit about my process and that. You know, obviously, at the end of the day, you know, you got to get you got to make some money doing what it is you love, but you also have to believe in the people that you're working with. And if you put forth the effort to make sure that when you agree to work with someone, you share in their vision, uh, you know, I just think that makes all the difference in the world because I found myself, you know, over the years, you know, back kind of touching on where you say yes to everything. When I first started recording, anybody who wanted to get in the studio with me, hell yeah, let's make it happen. Anything that you could do to make that happen, you know, I can only think of some of the experiences I've been through, but oh, over time, it. you know, I've learned, you know, just what not to do. I mean, I can think of, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, I don't want to say, you don't say don't names to, if you
0: don't want to. It's juicier if you do, but you it's don't have definitely to. juicier if you do. <laughs> but like,
1: so, but when I think about it, like, I wouldn't be the, the person or the engineer I am today if I hadn't gone through those experiences. So in some ways, I need to tell those people thank you. Because I wouldn't be able to <laughs> <laughs>
0: We got it, we're good.
3: Could have just <laughs> and I wouldn't
1: also be able to, you know, sit here or think about a time where, you know, maybe uh, maybe it's a back end, you know, we're we're investing time on the front end, but I'm still thinking like, man, this is better than what I used to go through. Like, I could be sitting here working all day for fifty bucks and I've still got three more weeks of work left to do on this project, and all I'm hoping to gain out of it is a couple more clients to know I am worth spending money on those exposure bucks bro exposure you guys yeah. know all about it man yeah. <laughs> the, I'm sure the venues and the bar owners and the restaurants they're like
0: oh it's great exposure it's great exposure you know, no one one's that's come what pays me. my rent no no, no <laughs> one's come at me with that one in a long time but yeah do...
3: I, I stopped doing exposure gigs right around 27 or 25 uh, somewhere yeah. around there I'll still do exposure gigs
0: if it's the right scenario yeah, if it's the right yeah scenario, no, th- there's a
1: time and place to do something for free if you feel like it's gonna put you on a, into a market that's is good for
0: you but or if it's for some kind of charity we do the <laughs> yeah, charity or a yeah, personal yeah.
1: favor for you know someone who's done a lot for you but yeah otherwise man you need to be getting paid
0: so I'm curious what's this multi-marketing thing that you guys are doing can you give us some insight uh, into like, what the for, like, strategy like he was is?
1: talking about uh we're trying to like we're making a video right now about the SSL x desk so we uh we mixed down this project and really, we just kind of submix and printed our stems through it. And we, we want to show, uh, you know, not only are we promoting the music, but also there's a chance to earn money from, you know, just making videos about the products that you're using. Because those companies, they need marketing as well. Totally. And if you do a good job of what, uh, what you're doing, then, you know, there may be something that comes back, you know, maybe you get an endorsement. Maybe your yeah. YouTube channel just takes off and maybe that's how you become known. Uh, it's not yeah. really about you get, like I said, detach yourself from the result. Don't think uh, if I don't make it because it's about this song, you know, you know being a YouTube star doesn't seem as cool, but last time I checked, Logan Paul and Jake Paul are freaking raking in the millions right now yeah. because so, they were a youtube star. i do
0: have I, I have a bit of a gripe with 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 the YouTube thing, only in the sense where if you're if you're chasing being a YouTube star. That, and, and you're sacrificing the the, the integrity, integrity of what you're, of what you're 100%. doing. 100. percent That's bullshit. And I absolutely have that do that. That I'm not on board with. However, if you can do it while maintaining your integrity, uh, that's what we're trying to do too with this right. and with and with the band. It's just as about well. casting a wide net. But but yeah. but to to your point about the the, the cross promo stuff, it is it, the, the 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 like so doing those. So I have a friend that does really well on YouTube. He does a lot of uh, reviews on different softwares and and plugins and all kinds of. He's he's making a killing actually on it. Um, but uh, uh, linking on, in the description, all these com- companies affiliate marketing. And, it's and- insane how well that works actually. So d- just to give you an example, on a video that I posted, I used a guitar. Um, I, I, and I, and all the all the videos and collaborations that I do, that I release, I link all of the companies, yeah. all the software, whatever I, I use, I link it all in the, in the YouTube description. So I uh, I linked uh, the the guitar company that I uh, for an acoustic guitar, but I labeled the the guitar incorrectly, right? I, 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 so I, later, a couple days later, I go on Google, I type in the model guitar to see what the, what the value is, right? And the first thing that pops up is my YouTube link. Wow. I was like, because I labeled it incorrectly, it's literally the only thing on the Internet that's labeled with that thing, right? And it's popping so up for it's it. It's popping up for it. I was like, that's fucking the power insane of the internet. How, that, how well that works. And,
2: and what's interesting is the the specific video we're working on, you know, obviously it matters that the, the quality is nice and you want to be yeah. able to present it well. but. You know, like you said, like there aren't too many videos on YouTube, for example, that highlight the Xdesk. They're real world now, examples of it. There you know? aren't too many people that are going to be YouTubing or Googling Xdesk. What so what's is X? Yeah, that's so what I was about to say. It's essentially
1: like a large, the same guts that are inside of a large format SSL console. Okay. But it doesn't have the preamps. It doesn't have like, you know, the gates, compressors or anything like that. But it's really just a line mixer with a center section. It's got monitor outputs. You could use it as a monitor controller. I personally use the Dangerous because I I need a few more speaker outputs. But it allows you to you know have an analog mix down. Uh, Now your channel count may be somewhat limited because you're kind of limited to like 16 channels that you can print through there. But that's still it's a pretty you know
3: if you can get 16 channels going through
0: there. Billy needs you (laughs) to dumb it down even more. (laughs) I
3: just I kind of knew I have to. So you know two sound sound guys like uh, not sound guys I'm sorry uh, recording producers still coming in here. So you know the big be like this I'm like fucking you did not you just talking? dumb it down for oh, sorry. me sorry <laughs> so you know the big not know the even big ssl like what's consoles, an ssl
2: a uh, solid state logic it's those big things you see in the the when expensive go huge studios, oh, the, studio you you see a huge a big mixer just
3: a big yeah. mixer all the faders yeah, Yes. Okay. Exactly. All <laughs> all the imagine faders.
2: imagine that hardware but condensed down without any of the effects or anything into a into a little thing that could fit on your desk that's about wow. as big Maybe like, about as maybe three of those mixers you got right. There, yeah. Right. But right. the thing
0: is, you can send your stems through there. Let's say you get a track. What's a stem? For those who don't know. So don't, a stem. Okay. Um, well, I know it. Um, I know it. We is. know what stems are. But Let's say you most got somebody know. playing
2: guitar. Like that line of that that whole track that is in the song of that guitar. Yeah. Is when you when you break it down in a project, is gonna be. Um, it's going to be its own instrument, right? So that stem, instrument your keys, right when right. you your when you when you then send you export that sound, that audio
1: file out, we call that a stem, yeah. right? So just basically when, the groupings like how yeah. how you how do you group your track together? Like maybe you have all your keys and your synths together, maybe you have all your guitars yeah. together, you have your bass, and then all your percussion instruments. So you yeah. export right.
2: all those elements of the track into the Xdesk you get the sound that 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 x desk gives you when you run sound through it
1: You get a little bit of glue you know yeah you know maybe and then you send it back out distortion. from the x desk yeah into your your daw
2: your your, your whatever front. yeah your either pro tools or logic you send it back into that and now it has like a like you said a glue it has it has taken all those elements and it is now Sent it back to you with a different quality that you can now use. It's all got kind of
1: of a similar uniform characteristic to it. So, like, maybe we can down. Well, like, if you could also master through it, but like,
2: it's like a blend of mixing and master. You mix it, and then you you, send the stems, you send these groupings together into there you send them back and then you master
1: that so like you retain so then you have stereo prints but so like you can save your session you maintain the flexibility of working in a daw like i personally like mastering the digital process of mastering i feel like it's a little bit cleaner now you can maybe pump a little more volume before you get to distortion now in the analog world you reach distortion it's you know it's there you're just going to smear your transients but you can squeeze a little bit more. <laughs> he's like he said smear your transients. <laughs> like, I mean, tape machine smear your transients <laughs> yeah. too, but that's a better I like transients, that smear better. Transients are when really, there's like a significant like a
2: change hit, like a change in, in the sound. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Like like something way louder, you do or realize way quieter. it's
3: it's like you're trying to explain the entire like textbook guide uh, guideline <laughs> yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons to no, me no, in no, one, no, one no. sense. No, I I'm I'm think you, just you guys are doing to say, a great job.
1: I I do love Lord of the Rings. So yeah, we can, I, do. We can I love Lord out. of the
3: Rings, too. All I'm trying to say is this is like, I have, without a doubt, the smartest fucking people that are in the music business are the ones that are in the fucking studio. Because i are just like, yeah. what? What are you talking it's, about? Dude, an engineer shitposting yeah. is the best. That's what I meant to say, sound not, engineer. I couldn't yeah. think of the word earlier. I'm not, a
2: big, I'm not a big gearhead. Not, definitely not as much as Jared. Jared's the biggest gearhead I've ever seen. and his. I'm slightly embarrassed like, by how lust? much of a gearhead <laughs> I am. His gear like, lust is is that's a great band it man. should be You're one the of the best. it should be included in the said seven deadly sins because it this really like like to give you an example he got the x desk right yeah when and we all the, know what that does now
1: he, he bought the x
3: ex- <laughs> desk <laughs> together. I mean, together he bought the x stems we know this. you can do a full
1: mix down from it but like i said i prefer no. the process well wait of, doing your master app <laughs> <after laughs> you, all right. you just want some continuity it. i yeah. can I talk forever He's bought the X desk and he's about. like you
2: know what to really maximize all my gear and all my pl- all the outboard gear i have i need to get a patch bay buys a patch bay and yeah. he's like you know what to really maximize this patch bay i need to get this uh, this uh um audio interface and i need a, uh, I need to get a couple more things and all these cables and he's like you know what I think I could use some new speakers. So he buys these Focal Solos, which are some really nice high-end studio monitors. Yeah. And, and, and then he's like, you know what? I could use a whole another patch bay. So he buys a second patch bay along with its own set of
0: cables. Then I'm going to buy another X-Dex. So I'm going to run it all through that Dude, again. And then, and then I already he, want a bigger console. He gets the
2: solos and he's like, you know what? I think I want the twins, which is just the solos, but double. And so now in his studio, he has in his home studio, in his crib, he's got two Focal solo monitors right next to. Him, he's got two Focal uh or sorry two twins then two solos and then two mixing cubes avatone a mix s- cubes focal subwoofer two patch bays uh, uh, a an X and, desk, and then all kinds of outboard compressors and equalizers and and all kinds of things.
1: Just and and it's just. But incredible. I don't want to overstate like the importance of that. Like that's yeah. Like obviously I love it. He's talking about my gear lust, but yeah. I could do my job with a laptop and an interface and yeah. some plugins yeah. if I had to. Now, but he does, I just like to make really great, yeah. interesting sounds and print them on the way in, and I also like to. Process them on the way out. And I guess my point is, it circles I'm Ron, back. I'm Rod, and I like to party. <laughs> it circles
2: back to doing things genuinely because he didn't worry about how much it costs or anything. Like, right? He just had an opportunity, and he did it because he wanted to do it. You know, and and it's something I, I admire about Jared is because it, it because of all that. Now our sound is very unique. You're not going to find a, a combination of of
1: gear anywhere really like jared's studio especially in this region you know and 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 i saw what that. they were doing in la or not, not in la las vegas but also la atlanta new york and i was just like man i want to bring that to the people of Jacksonville. Is- i was like i could be sitting here chilling trying to live debt free you know what i'm saying living a, a much more comfortable life but i was like i want to be able to bring that experience that you know i feel like the talented musicians of jacksonville not just jacksonville but you know the whole region in general Deserve and so you couldn't
0: have taken more exact words out of my mouth. Actually, it's pretty wild. Yeah, um, I'm curious though. So, so I, I want to get back to the uh, to that stuff in a second. But you guys have worked with artists, and, you, and I'm sure at some point you've taken on the producer role, and then also you've taken on the, the, the just just the engineer role. So at what point? Do you? What's the difference for for those who don't know? And then, at w- what point do you decide where you have to take that extra step? You know, what's the boundary for you, basically? It, it really kind of it's it's funny because sometimes
1: you're working for people, you're engineering on their records, you may start producing the records. There's a there's a big difference because hip hop is a different world, man. Like, yeah, totally. Like hip-hop pr- production a lot of times is strictly beat making there's but there's also vocal producers
0: would you say that you're writing the song in hip-hop sometimes
1: in hip-hop if sometimes it, yeah. yeah because you're making you're usually making the instrumental in hip-hop so if you're yeah. making the instrumental that's at least 50 percent of the work right there oh, okay. without a doubt so yeah.
2: well, well writing i wouldn't say writing because i don't for example we working with jonah i don't write any of his music he writes it he writes and his he lyrics
1: his
3: melodies he does it he does it first right right yeah. well i mean yeah. and then sometimes I we send him, along we send him yeah. the
1: sometimes sometimes we send this dude an instrumental two hours later he has sent us back an immaculate demo and we are like dude you are insane it, yeah. it's <laughs> like confirmation it blow- why we're doing this yeah because you know? yeah. it's
2: just so natural but but yeah we don't write i guess you could say as a producer you do compose to some degree um
0: but we had we had like a five hour conversation. Yeah, about, about, this, about right? all this. It producer could be versus just suggesting.
1: It could be like yeah. there's a very fine line, and that's why like you know, you gotta you want to clearly communicate about what it is, what, what your role is, you know, what be. is your role like, right. Because you know some people some people will bring you into a studio, they'll you know, and then at some point in time, you know the, those lines become blurred and is it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing but you want to make sure that you're being forefront on your communication so that when you reach that point in time everybody knows what their role is uh like sometimes you have to produce on records that you're strictly engineering strictly because you care about the end product and you're like yo this is coming out of my studio i can't let this even though this may not be my premiere release that i'm like push into everyone I work with. You never know who's going to hear what record and you mm. never know what's going to pop off like for instance SoundCloud rap. You know what I'm saying? Like those yeah. songs sometimes songs blow up and I, I hate to take away like the sonic quality of some of those songs, but you just never know. Yeah. So
2: yeah, cuz really what it, it doesn't necessarily come down to how well the song is mixed or anything. Like that stuff does matter, but it just
1: has to be presentable. It always
2: it always matters how things are how 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 much people connect with it. it always circles back to that how do people connect with it now luckily we've been in a situation especially working with jonah or or just working together where we're very like-minded and in, in the creative decisions that gets made now that's not to say we don't disagree on things and disagree on the process of of how to get things done but we always end up coming back and and finding a way to get it done and, and find that common ground ground. Now we're, we're very fortunate to where we're in a situation like that. And, and, you know, working with Jonah, for example, he's very, he knows what he does and he knows what he contributes. Jared knows what he does and what he contributes. I know what I do and what I contribute. And luckily whenever we make a creative decision, the other two are you know we're, we're usually like you know what yeah that 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 makes sense now if it doesn't then we're always there to voice our opinion but that we don't necessarily have to compromise which is nice because we all kind of agree with the direction it should go yeah generally you know, we
1: always agree but i mean we don't always agree we don't always, but that's but okay it, what's important yeah, is totally. the
2: people you work with it it has to be natural if you're working with somebody and it's not natural and and you creating the music just it's it's not fun or you're with an engineer and the engineer just, you and the engineer just don't really click and you're just kind of going through the motions like you're you're doing it wrong like you need to be hours. working with people where it just is natural and it's fun and feels you like you're just hanging out with yeah friends. you're not I worried about any money or anything
0: i can't stress enough the importance of the artist engineer relationship And this could be an engineer that's not taking on a producer role. This could be just a person pushing the buttons back there, right? But, like, if that person is making you as an artist feel uncomfortable or is not understanding what you're saying – where the communication is just not there or is not willing to understand where you're coming from because yeah, exactly like that, that, that could really ruin the, that, that yeah. n- not, not can, it will ruin the creative process. Yeah. It just, it just does. It I don't does. It's, it's the word I've worked with several engineers over the years where I just like didn't vibe, man. It's just like, it's like, you know either they're getting frustrated with my process or impatient or they're just they don't respect me as an artist yep. so they feel like they just know better than yeah. i do and that's uh, and that creates a, a lot of you know whatever which is why for a long time we were driving five hours because there's, there's an engineer that, that I really connected with when I was still living in South Florida that we just decided the last two records with just because I, I connect. That's, that's how important they are though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you just, you don't just shoot in the dark on that shit. Like the most know? patient person on the planet. Jay
3: patience is,
1: goes patience And uh, 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 I don't, pers- I've had to learn that, man. I used to not be so patient.
0: jason's today we had dogmatic studios man that is our fucking homie right there i miss you every day the the fifth member of side hustle when we're in that studio man
1: he is like the most we have the same rug i've seen it online it's a very nice red rug oh you do (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) bro i I love the vibe there um you know we probably won't go back to do another one just because it's so far away but um you know it but that dude is literally like the fifth member of our band and, and we love that guy he's such a the most patient human being on the planet, I can tell yeah. you that.
2: And that's the thing, man—the fact that you love to work with them. When you do work with them, the the things you create are just incredible. Yeah, and you're so happy with it, and you're you you will go back and you'll listen to it all the time. And that's that's what's important,
0: man. Like I probably gotta, won't listen to this album ever again, not to be honest with you. It hasn't <laughs> even been released it, yet. What is <laughs> that like making making <laughs> yeah, music? I know, I know the feeling <laughs> yeah. when you're
1: getting close to release date on a project you've heard a million times. I'm over it. You think you're over it, and then you listen to it like a month later
2: when you don't need to be so critical anymore. Because that's the thing. Like, I listen to songs over and over while i'm while i'm making them and while i'm perfecting them you just listen to over and over and yes there's that period where you just say i'm never listening to this song ever again yeah and we've even joked about that
4: like, start making up we'll, song lyrics we'll
2: finish a <laughs> we'll finish a mix we'll finish a master we'll send it back to the artist and we'll be like i'm never listening to that song ever again <laughs> like we'll say that to each other and we'll laugh and whatever but then here we are two months later, and we're, like, listening or back on really it, and finally now we, comes have a around. we have
0: a different frame of reference, because
2: now we can just sit back and we can just listen to it. And,
0: and hear all of the mistakes that you thought, yeah. you, <laughs> that you, thought you fixed. And you yeah. can grow,
2: and you can, yeah, yeah, improve upon it. Yeah, that, well, yeah, obviously, yeah, there's actually, that is very important, actually. Yeah. I also love uh, to be able, able to see reflect. what we can improve on, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exciting, because then you can see how you're progressing mentally, but also you do also need that element of like man i made this two years ago this is pretty darn good yeah. you know what i mean like yeah because like they're, they're, that's so important to 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 have that element of confirmation that yeah you are kind of doing things right you know because I, and uh for my senior recital at unf like that was a that was a big part a big idea that i wanted to get across where you know you constantly need that confirmation uh, no, no, no matter what industry you're in Like that you're in the right industry Yeah, You know like things are going well Even though your bank account Or you know Where you are in the industry May not be where you want to be
0: You're on the right path Those
2: little steps of confirmation of Of you know whether it's a song That gets received very well or maybe it's a video you do that just looks so cool and you can show people and they're like, Whoa, this is a dope video You know, like those 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 that that bit of confirmation along the way is what you need to keep going. Totally.
0: You know? Yeah, man. And it's, it's a fuel that keeps you going. Although
2: you wanna stay kinda blind to some degree to like getting caught up in the numbers and getting caught up in, in all the hype, you also it's important to kind of be aware of it to where you know what's working what's not working
0: and you know how to get
2: how to maximize your talents you know and i'm
0: not like i for sure i i'm also not the mindset that because you want to get rich doing something it means that you're gonna dilute the 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 product at the end of the day i if i i would i would be lying to you if i said that my ultimate goal at some point, wasn't to have a lot of fucking money doing this, right. but only because that would enable my ability to do this in in, in its most 100% purest 100% form. What you love in yeah. its purest form, yeah. its purest, because but, but, that that because that means that I don't have to watch the clock anymore. That means that I don't have to worry about you know who's doing what yeah. and what industry. Like I can li- I don't have to worry about like getting a day job or like or you know right. or, or or you know not being able to provide for my family. Yeah. Like I'm just able to to to. Just the unadulterated attention to my yeah. to my craft, And yeah, That's what being exactly. rich doing this would allow me to do,
2: and it's it's because the money is important. It, it is, but it's man. not important to where this is the thing. You do, you know. We we, we sit, we're sitting here. This is all about music, and we're here pursuing. Music or or you know something that's not like going out and getting a construction job or like a banking job or like some kind of corporate job like we're there. We're here making it to eventually make the money to allow us to do it more but at the same time it's not about the money we're making the money because money matters and 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 money is a thing that you need to do stuff you want yeah
0: but the idea is to be able to do what you want that's why, exactly it's it's weird kind of catch-22
3: have you ever tasted heaven in a glass do you pine for the hoppiest brews and palest ales do you like food if so then Wicked Barley is the oasis that your mouth has been wishing for, walking into the complete barren wasteland that is your life. Wicked Barley is located in Jacksonville, Florida, nestled on the banks of Goodpeace Creek. Wicked Barley aims to provide its guests with a wicked experience, offering over 18 house-brewed beers, ciders, and meats on tap. They also have an expansive gastropub-style food menu, including burgers, salads, sandwiches, and more. Whether you are a newcomer or a craft beer connoisseur, there's a little something for everyone at Wicked Barley. Visit them at 4100 Bay Meadows Drive and tell them Bottom of the bill sent you.
0: But it's also like I feel like like artists in general, I people, just everybody in general has yeah. other interests, right? So it's like I want to be able to pursue those other interests as well. Yeah. You know, like, like music takes up so much goddamn time. You know what I mean? A, a, of I can speak to me personally. It takes up like 90% of my life. And that's just like, yeah. not even the physical work, but just like the mental yeah. real estate that, it, that, that, you know, so it's like, I would love to be able to just take a break and just go on a vacation, not have to worry, like just travel somewhere new and, and exciting. And I have to worry about music or what I'm going to eat that night. And, but like, I just want to, that's why making money doing this thing would be amazing. Cause it allows me to, to, per, to pursue my craft and in the truest form but then also allows me to do other things that i want to do have that freedom you're not
3: sacrificing anything i think is what you're trying to say that's what that's what i'm trying to say bill thank you you're not sacrificing
2: your integrity as a as a person um but you do have to sacrifice a lot like you can't there there's there's a lot
3: of said like you're not sacrificing yourself is what right I'm trying to say yeah, yeah yeah like, yeah you're, you're what you sacri- want yeah, exactly. like you yeah. sacrificing yourself is what i'm trying to say like is getting a corporate job and then being able to do this shit on yeah. the weekend you know what i mean like right but by by doing it 100 obviously you're not gonna make any money for a while but uh, uh, struggle a little bit right. you'll struggle is gonna be yeah exactly and, but the entire time right you've never sacrificed your time to somebody else right. you never and and time no to somebody else and to exactly. be honest, man, there's to no sense. knock exactly. on on on
2: getting a corporate <laughs> job like there's no, there's, there's no a lane path. there's no a lane for the everybody but yeah, at the just same not, time that's just
0: not the lane for the artist i feel right. like you know that's... like
2: there's 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 you got to be able to do what you love man and and i mean it it's it's easier said than done obviously and there's a lot of there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of anxiety that comes with it you know but if you could figure it out man like that's the ultimate happiness like totally man we all like to think that we can we can retire wherever the hell we want on like some kind of ranch like you know just not worrying about money and our kids are good and whatever you know we all can hope for that and if we can do what we love and still achieve that you know then we can really be happy when we go, you know, because we're all going
0: to die, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know guy, any, guy, that anybody that who has lived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anybody that's not died. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um, so I kind of want to go back to what we were talking about earlier, and you guys are talking about, like, the specific sound that comes out of your studio. So I'm curious, do you feel like, what – what is it about what comes out of the stuff that you guys are working on – regardless of the genre, do you feel like you have a sound that's kind of stamped on whatever project that you're working on? Uh,
1: I think for me, it just kind of goes back to what I was talking about before with making sure that every artist that comes through my studio, I can identify with them in some way, whether it's their music, whether it's their life, their experiences, there's, you know, there has to be something that kind of touches me personally to where I feel like when I work for this person, you know, I can't shortchange them. Like, I have to give, you know, everything that I have, every bit of, you know, experience that I've had uh, in music, whether it's from playing or engineering, I try to, you know, take that with me. And remember back when I was in a band just dying to get into a studio, like thinking that if I could just make this demo, like, uh, our band could get more shows or we could get paid.
0: You're going to blow up. Or we're going to blow up, You, you know.
1: I just try to always have that mindset and think, you know, even if I'm having a bad day in the studio, like, i gotta be real like i could be doing something that's you know a hell of a lot worse than this like maybe you know maybe it's not fun to sit there and listen to somebody bitch and want to do something over and over again but that's just important to them and yeah. so i like to think about what's important to me and just try to give that same level of importance to whatever it is they're doing in that moment
2: sure yep what about you read?
0: Sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next question. So do you you feel like there's an... Do you you feel like there's a sound, like like, like a certain sound or or like a signature that you stamp on everything that comes out of the work that you do? Well... I feel like I didn't answer that yes, question at I mean, all. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it, 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 what what you gave me is what is what producers typically give me. Yeah, and that's I mean, the, I want to give. I want the artists to feel like they got what, the best out of this. Mm-hmm. It, uh, that's the stamp yeah. is that they, they got the best product out of this. Experience. I mean, the, the
2: quick answer is obviously. You know, you're gonna leave your 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 sonic signature. Anywhere, because you as a, you that's know, a as a term.
3: producer, that's a great fucking band name. It's I right. stole <laughs> that.
1: I stole that from Jared. I'm going to say he Dude, said that I'm a, gonna be a honest. couple days I ago to say that in my video. And then I saw this big engineer from New York drop it in his Instagram caption, like two weeks before my ah. video came out. And I was like, you fucking bastard. are no original. <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> There's guys. nothing original. Yeah. Anyway, I'm writing it down.
2: So, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, if, as a producer, if you're making beats for somebody, if you're, you know, uh, you know, enhancing or altering the beats of somebody else, or you're working with somebody else's song, or you're they're they're putting lyrics over your song. You know, you're you're gonna have your fingerprints on that song or project. So so obviously you're gonna have your own sound um, as a producer musically, um, but at the same time for me. When I'm working with the artists, if I hear that song, the first demo, like the first idea that they want to get across, I try to stay true to those elements that make me that attach me to that song. Right. So so I'm not necessarily trying to change anything where they send me a a track and I'm like, oh, no, no, we got to remake this whole beat and I got to make it my song now with their lyrics. It's more so like, no, like. I'm listening to the song. What am I really enjoying out of this song? Now, how can I take those things and I, how can I enhance them? How can I make them – how can I make it an actual project product where somebody knows they're now listening to an entire composition rather than a demo? So it's more it, – it's so hard because there's no set rules on anything when it comes Every to Every song music. is different. So, like, yeah. you really just got to – you gotta get down to the essence of what makes that song good in the first place. You gotta enhance it. Now, as a producer, musically, you're gonna have your, your signature. As an engineer, you know, and I've, i I've, I've done some mixing and 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 whatnot. You know, obviously, if you have certain gear that you run things through, that's gonna give it a sound. If you got certain plugins, that's gonna give it a sound. You, as an engineer, you have certain frequencies, I guess, that may. You know, certain filterings that you may like, you just know, so that, that on too. surface level right. is going to give it a sound. So, yes, there is a certain sound we we kind of leave when we touch a song. But, you know, really, it's it's really about just staying true to the essence of what makes that song great in the first place and why you're working with that art, artist sure. in the first place. So, if you know, if you listen to a song from artists as in its demo state compared to when it's done, they're going to be pretty darn similar.
1: Eerily similar sometimes. Yeah. And other times but they're crazy also, different. Yeah. But they're also going to be different. So like
2: it's, it really depends, man. And, and you really just got to, that's why just going out there and putting yourself out there and, and really just doing as much as you can is so important because you just got to find what works and what doesn't, you know, sure. and you got to, you got to, just you just got to get a uh, an idea of what your sound is and what your 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 mark is so that you don't really have to think about leaving your mark. You're just kind of applying what you know to whatever situation and then hoping it turns out good. Yeah, you know? totally. It's it's there's so many things you can get caught up in that are important that might lead you to you know, lose sight of what's important in the first place. For sure. Know? And those are 100% just case by case. And the only way to figure that out fully is to just just do it and just work with people, work with different people, make stuff by yourself,
1: Reflect work on, those on things that
2: are already made, like just all kinds of stuff. You know, like I've flipped songs that already exist. I've, I've made things from scratch. I've taken someone's demo and I've made that a song. I've made a beat and then I, I've done all that.
0: To learn the things that I have learned to be able to apply it to a any situation. Sure, and to find out like what it, like what like what it is that you really truly love yeah. to do about the whole thing as well. You yeah. know, I'm sure. Because there's no
2: um, secret, man. There's just you and what you can maximize. You know. Totally. And and you just got to be okay with what you can just
0: do. When adaptability you it your is key. Totally. I know
1: it's it's an overused phrase, but that's
0: so true, though. Especially in your position, where it's literally like like when you're brought on as it, it's like it is that man it's like like you have to like teeter that line of being an engineer and a producer all the time and like knowing when to cross that boundary especially when it's not set yeah. when you're working with an inexperienced artist who doesn't know what yeah because the more
1: inexperienced is, they have the more that kind of creeps up and i kind of really feel like i didn't fully learn how to do my job until i stopped trying to tell people what to do yeah you gotta see what people are going to bring you and then from there you're like okay there's a thousand different ways we could go with this but now because of the experience i have i know that this is the route we need to take or maybe i just need to shut up and let them do it their way because maybe i do have a better way to do it but it doesn't mean they're going to get it done faster or better just because that's my way
0: and also and maybe your your way might not be better in that moment a hundred percent yeah Yeah. i've been proven wrong and right (laughs) a million times sure yeah man um i'm curious when you guys are listening to uh to music is there is there stuff that uh, that you might be... So, this is a two-part question. When you're listening to music, is there is there stuff that you're listening for or that you might catch on to that the average listener isn't listening to? And then the second part is, uh, are you able to remove yourself from the art form at all and just listen to a song in its purest form like you did when you were a child?
1: So, to touch on that one first. That's... One of the hardest things That I struggle with now Is being able to remove myself From thinking about What went into making this song <laughs> Like It's its so hard for me To just listen to a record For what it is Surface level Enjoy it I'm thinking like Was the artist even being serious? Yeah. Was he punching? <laughs> oh that's a bar by bar punch I can tell Every yeah. single bar is a yeah, punch yeah, Just yeah. the way it was written yeah. I can tell that song Was not written When he came into the studio This was a bar by bar punch yeah. Other times I can think Like Dang, man! Like just the emotion in that, I'm like, right. was he able to? Was that one? Or full she? Or them? Or she? Yeah, that's another 20 thing. 21. That's another topic I, I, I. think we always need to touch on is like underrepresentation of you know a women in the music industry because there's a lot of talented, uh you know, people of you know all genders. That's a whole another you know topic we could touch on in and of <laughs> we, itself. We don't have to. We don't have to touch. Rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. The only thing I'm gonna say is. Hatred is not cool in any form. Hatred, bigotry—we don't fuck Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. Well, this is the thing,
2: but like, so yes, when you're involved in the technical side and the creation side of things, uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna be able to notice how it was made, you yeah. know. And and I do it with everything. Like I do it with movies. I do it with anything sure. creative. I like to just sit back. And, and try to look at it objectively and detach myself from the emotion. But at the same time, you get a good idea of when things are actually made genuinely and made for the art. And when things are just kind of made just to be made. You That's know? true. That kind of so, gives you yeah. more of appreciation exactly. for the real it, it shit. Enhance, yeah. It enhances. It it's two ways. Because I know songs that to me are just basic songs. That were just like cash grab that other people can really enjoy. And I'm not saying those songs are bad, but what I'm saying is, me as a producer, it gives me a better appreciation for those songs that aren't necessarily appreciated by the masses that may be the artist's favorite song. You know, there's been a lot of times where there's a song in an album that I really, really enjoy that isn't the hit, but then I'll listen back on the interview of the artist and they'll say, like, yo, that was my favorite song in the album, you know? And you can as a producer or as an engineer, you get you get a better sense of what's really that genuine stuff coming from that artist and and, and what's more of just like the, the business side of things and more of the systematic kind yeah, of approach, you I know, and, and, and my music ADD is about as bad as anybody's. Like the, literally the way I listen to music is I'll listen to the first three seconds and then I'll skip to the next 30 seconds. And then I'll listen to that for about ten seconds. And if it's not touching me, I'll move on. You're moving on. You know? And it's really gotta touch me. You did that earlier today. <laughs> yeah, like I do it, I do it over and like that's just how I listen to music. But when I find that one song that I'm like Repeat. That I really just like connect with, you know, it's it's even more enjoyable because now I'm like, How did they make this? And now when I'm questioning it, I can't I have learned to sit back and not worry about it now. Now I just take it in and I just enjoy it at a, at a, at a I'm not gonna say a higher level because people enjoy music
0: however they enjoy it. But yeah, yeah you you appreciate it from a different perspective. Yeah, and that that, that that's that's the thing, man. It's like, I, I'm kind of a similar way. I mean, with, with I've I've done three albums on my own now, uh, plus like you know countless projects projects that never went through when I was younger in the studio. So I've done. A lot of studio work, and to I uh, I feel like when I'm listening to music now, it is like through that lens of like, you know, it's always like okay, what what's happening here? where they're doing? What's happening on the production end of it? And I, I literally get I get like when I'm hearing it, I get the vision of them working in the studio. That's the first thing that happens. It's rare, unless I'm listening to a song. That that has like some nostalgic thing from when I was a child, and even then, it still instantly goes or through. If the, you can the
1: tell co- it's cut live. Like,
0: oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it. It still instantly goes to that creative, uh, like t- to that. Like, what was the process of making this record? You know what I mean? And it's like that. There is something about that that kind of takes away some of the magic from it. But then, like what you're saying, when you when something really hits you, kill it, dude. And and it, and, it, and it goes. T- and it and it and it breaks through those barriers that you have up. It, it means something different. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think there's also something to be said sometimes for even songs that may not be serious or like, I'd say even if the song you think it was just a cash grab, the fact that other people find enjoyment out of that, it's kind of cool to think that like maybe I wasn't being so serious this song, but like other people are still taking away enjoyment
0: yeah. out of it. and there's some merit to that. Yeah, to like, like don't, so now sure. you don't sure. can now. Have to be serious, there's right, no, so. uh, and there's there there's an art form. To, to to producing to writing and producing a song that go that, that's supposed to be marketed to the masses that's a whole different art form in itself you know yeah. it's a that 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 to me is like something that I can appreciate having been been on the production end of it as well you know, my mind doesn't think like that, you know. So. Do you know
3: what the best example of that is, though?
0: What's that? Every Christmas song that's ever been written. Uh Yeah, I mean, some some of those yeah. arrangements are kind of. You know complex. what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, like, right.
3: like, like, like that is that is the 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 pinnacle of like we are making this for people for the, to enjoy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that it's all. It has nothing to do with me at all. Yeah. Nothing is no, bigger than. You're that. right. Yeah. But, but around Christmas time. Yeah. I can't help Three but years. listen
2: to these fucking <laughs> Christmas songs yes. that I love. Like, like you're right like christmas is is a prime example of that where something is made specifically for this person but going back to the whole like community and the whole like you feel like you're part of something when you're listening to christmas music as corny as it is you know it you know the song could be about a snowflake falling on your nose and you blush you know like it could be that corny and that silly and that innocent you yeah, you are invested in that because it is that time of year and it brings everybody together and you sit down in a situation and you feel comfortable and it's like it's important, you know. I know,
3: but what I was trying to get at is like what, what, what you're saying about making things for other people yeah. without a doubt that uh, 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 there's no um, – like that's the one where, without a doubt, like there's you're not you're not being yourself. The only person who's ever like been himself is probably Paul McCartney with the Wonderful Christmas Time. Yeah. And that's Yo. about it, dude. Yeah. You know what's that's crazy? It. Yeah. People <laughs> shit on that song so much, but it's a good song. I, it's
2: a really good song with that. Yeah, song. yeah,
0: it's a good, it's a good tune. fuck with
2: it. that. It was so ahead of his time, bro.
0: I don't but, care what uh, you man. say.
2: I don't care how annoying you think that song is. Oh, you know my favorite Donny thing, Donny Hathaway. song is
0: ahead of his time. No, no, bro. the best Christmas song of all time you're right, Donny is. Donny uh, southern playlist of cadillac music by outcast
3: see that's a great okay. that's a great song but it's not really a christmas song
0: or oh, wait was it was it that one yeah that was one that I is a christmas know, song know, man i think Jerry it is, is a,
2: i think jerry's right with donny hathaway this, this christmas. christmas bro you yeah. telling me they gotta you know what song is good when you can have a count in seven and still be a somehow a pop song that's you know that true. intro is that's, in seven and then it goes into a regular four four but like that song, that song's is incredible.
3: All I'm trying to say is all this like, uh, 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 be true to yourself sort of talk. If you make a fucking Christmas album, fuck you. You're not. <laughs> you're not in. You're not in. You're not being. Yeah, exactly. Are not being true to yourself. Are you a wise man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> know what's so crazy though is uh, the number one like selling singles of like of all time are Christmas songs. Like the number one uh, was uh, a White Christmas, yeah. which is crazy. It, how, how does anybody? from florida buy into that fucking song For right
0: what do you mean? or like anybody like christmas like, <laughs> yeah we're in florida it's like,
2: like it's just this is the thing even as you, you, you go to about. the retail sector right oh i see yeah. oh, I I got got it. Isn't it isn't it like 60 i think I could be wrong completely on this number, but it's like sixty percent of certain companies' sales are during the holiday season. Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying. A, that's what Black Friday because is. they start flooding this you with is, this you know is.
1: Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas items well yeah. before. This is something
2: that that's a
0: Black Friday is. Black Friday is when every business goes into the black after they've been in debt all fucking year long.
3: Yeah. All it's I'm because- saying is yeah, we all we talk about is like TikTok and Instagram and like do-it-yourself thing, but we never really talk about like. To how to make a Christmas album? Fucking make it big, because that's what it really is. I'm not joking. Yeah. No, you're right. You're we should right. be. We you should, should make be a fucking. My Christmas song, yeah. and you're set for life, man. Yeah, for
2: real. Well, this is the thing. It <laughs> comes true. back. It circles it's so back. weird. It's true. Though. It circles back to what we're saying. It's all about being a part of something. When you listen to a song and you feel a certain way, if you can, if you can relate with other people around that same type of year. Or time of year, you sit down with your family and you're you're feeling a certain way oh, where you're comfortable. Yeah, that anxiety something. of like, just <laughs> having to like,
0: buy gifts and be around your family that you do even like half the no, time. No, nobody
3: I has like that. a like a mild opinion <laughs> yeah, about Christmas. Like you like how
1: much did I have to smoke before I could come <laughs> yeah. here? <And laughs> yeah. Do I have to leave but and God smoke damn, again? That food <laughs> is <laughs> crazy. And do I have to bro? You know that <laughs> yeah. food is gonna be crazy. That's yeah. No offense, mom. I love your food. Yeah. No,
2: but I mean, it's really just about that community, man. And I mean, music is all about Christmas is a, a macro version of that. It's a large scale version of that community that people can really just buy into at a certain period of time. Yeah. But as an artist, it's really important to find your own Christmas like like. Like find your own way that people can listen to your music and and be part of something. Create that know? culture in your, in your music, man. Find
0: your own, Chris. Find, you find your own, own <laughs> wow. Bro. That was that's very deep, profound, <laughs> bro. That is the, that is a quote of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's that's say. fucking deep. <laughs> find, your Christmas. Dude, yes. find your own, Chris. Find your own, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd Christmas. Lloyd Christmas? <laughs> Lloyd from Dumb and Dumb, right? Dumb and Dumb. Oh, okay. I'm
1: a, I'm
3: working a little slow to get this uh, slow today, guys. Sorry. Nah, that right. was like
1: one of my not as good dad jokes.
3: But that that, but. that is interesting though, like you, you can if you want to be like an oil tycoon type of fucking person and you can tap into all these like communities that already exist that need yeah. music. For example, Christian music. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, uh, you're not going to make it big, but good Lord, if you get the paycheck, if you're Chris Tomlin or or fucking – what's his name? Or Hillsong. Thank you. Yeah. I I was trying to think of the the – the stomp. Dude, what's, his, what's his fucking name? I remember these name? when I'd be on Cartoon uh, Network oh. when I was
2: a kid, and I'd see these soul, like these guy. these commercials for like these, these the uh, like a CDs of yeah. these like Christian music compilations, and I would just see these are, arenas just. Completely oh, yeah. sold out, and this guy's just on an acoustic guitar. Like I can feel it calling <laughs> back again. Fucking live, uh, like, live. It's just Is a campfire a concert? concert like, like, bro, <laughs> these people are like. That's the thing. You're right. Like, yeah. bro, it really doesn't they matter what lane you're bro. in. Just find wow. your lane. I found you know? my, like,
3: I, I found my Christmas in you. Yeah. Uh, don't don't make it weird. I'm right? gonna make it weird. <laughs> okay. It's my fucking house. Uh, but, but it's fucking, it's, it's fucking my house. It's crazy that you can you can do that the, the, and like all that money is going straight to God, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's going straight to the artist, which is you uh, say, good I'm for the. I'm a them. fucking PR. I wonder nightmare. what his exchange rate is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to say, like, there is uh, yeah. like, that, like, That's what it is. That's what fucking you. You start really making the. The yeah. money, like the real estate money, is yeah. is you find having, your lane. having the 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 community, yeah, the yeah. you find your lane, so you find your, your culture, create become you yeah. the LeBron James saying. of that lane, yeah. like that's
2: all you got to do, like you gotta just you gotta just go find what I you do. I will not criticize
3: LeBron. I was gonna talk about Michael Jordan. No, there's a, yeah, there's a reason why every best single quarterback fucking of the in NHL. Chicago yeah. every every day in uh, every day that they came up with the new Jordans, it's sold out in Chicago. And you need to buy a fucking pair of Jordans yeah. is fucking uh, uh, uh like six hundred dollars. Like it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's impossible to fucking do that. That's because they fucking love him, not the they, shoes. They, they love yeah. what comes with it. They love what 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 They're it part means. of a culture community exactly. Yeah. So all you gotta do is make a culture, and then a a a fan like a a, like a deadhead, fan they'll never they're never gonna stop buying your shit. find ten people, find ten people
1: like they they owe so much to the Grateful Dead. Like yeah, I mean there's some great ones
3: like yeah. I mean just for instance, Joe Russo's uh, almost dead. Like fucking sells out all the time, but. It's all the Grateful Dead stuff. Yeah,
0: but like, but like jazz versions of their tunes, which is kind of a cool Whatever.
3: interpretation. Whatever, Dark Star Orchestra. There. Dark Star, Just, totally.
2: That's the thing. Just find ten people that will spend a million dollars on your. I'm into that. You're set. <laughs> but that's that re- it. <laughs> Just do that. I mean, you're joking. Find find
0: ten people that have ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I mean,
1: you are as good. much as you're as much as you're joking, I, I mean, I did see. I hate to say a meme because like everything seems like a meme these days. Like any graphic you see with text on it, you're like, this is a meme. But it said, if you can make. If you can make 10 fans, you can make 100. If you can make 100, you can make 1,000. If you can make 1,000, you can make 100,000. Yeah. So and if you so just apply so – You know, if you if you just applied – Because people are that basic. No. Nice. <laughs> I mean – I'm just joking. I, I know I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely am pretty yeah, pretty I mean, basic. Dude,
2: people's personalities are so different. and But at the same time, you know, I don't mean to sound like I'm rambling on, but honestly, like, there are – similarities and certain qualities that just seem to run through multiple people yeah a lot of people have a lot of similarities yeah that that you can really be a part of you know and you can really connect with even if you're across the world and the beauty about the world we live in is nowadays you can connect with somebody in south korea you can connect with somebody you know, in Sudan. You yeah. know, like you can, Seattle you can, or Vancouver, can, like, yeah. we, like with Jonah's. Uh, yeah, we released a, a um, when we released City Girl months later. Some dude in Vancouver we had never down. heard of heard of made a whole dance cover and made a whole video. Had a whole dance studio of people. And it, it was crazy. That's, that's the dope. most. That's the most incredible thing about it is is you just you just stay true. You're gonna find those people that that are are gonna be along. You know, they're are gonna come along. With you for the ride, you know, and you just gotta stay true to what you're doing and put in the time and really like, just not worry about where it goes because,
1: I don't know, man.
0: Now I'm starting to ramble on. I mean, it's 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 cliche, (laughs)
2: but
1: the process is more important than the end result. A
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, so let's do. We gotta go to unpopular opinions. You tell them about this. So no, unpopular opinions is the last segment of the show where we do. um, Basically, Billy and I do three each. And we give our guests one at the end. So you okay. guys each get one. So okay. think about it while we're doing ours. Okay. Uh, all right. So,
3: Bill, what's yours? Uh, I'm pretty sure. It doesn't sure. have to be about anything specific. It could be about whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, it's just supposed to be unpopular. Uh, I think my first one, I'm pretty sure, is... I just want to make sure I got it. I hope you don't take mine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. Um, I'm... I'm kind of just tired of Bo Burnham. Like, I'm just tired of him. No, man. What? That's such yeah, a so I good. feel you. Man. Have you seen I, his I, latest thing? I so haven't good. seen his latest one, yes, but like, I oh, I've so seen good. the other ones, and I'm like, so I don't good. understand.
2: Like, How he's, can you be, is, that's good. That's very unpopular, unpopular, and with good reason. So good. It's so nailed, so good. It. It. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he would like that I hate him. Nailed it. I think he would like that Very unpopular opinion.
0: He's, he he's well, you know, he's kind of crossed that boundary of like comedian now. It's like what his new special was like something else, and it was
3: amazing. He's a genius. He's a genius. Uh-huh. Like
1: now, people will be a Bro Burnham, not a comedian.
3: Uh, I just yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, cool. Yeah, no one ever figured out how to fucking play piano and then also sing at the same time. That's no, not it's it not is, about that. No, let's <laughs> <like, you're laughs> no, not oversimplify the, 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 the cons, Yeah, to way Robert.
0: over. That's what he does, though. He's he's, that's he's what it is. he's kind of a dumb person. That's it's what not. it is. It's not what not it is. <laughs> that's he, what it is. The, 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 the way more nuance. way more nuance. The lighting. The ideas that he had with that, like 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 just. The the like the, the concept overall of that thing I, is how amazing. How something could I,
2: be so random yet so calculated at the same time I, to me yeah, blows my mind exactly. Exactly, and as somebody that has to be calculated but also have to be very creative at the same time, <laughs> to me watching something like Bo Burnham, uh, Bo, a Bo Burnham special, and just like. How did he even think of this? You know, I like like, it. like it's so random yet yeah, everything Brilliant. is so genius. calculated to the second. To me, that's what makes both. And, and so what yeah. I
3: said originally was that I'm just tired of it. I never said it was bad. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I just don't think okay. we have to keep on I've fucking watched talking twice about and it. I'm still into it. I I, I watched half really of it. I, I mean, mean I don't like it, man. Now I, I'm, I'm thinking honestly, about going home and watching it. Go ahead. It's, Everybody it's watch rough. it. It's good. it's good. I'm not saying it's not it's, good. It's just like it's it's a roller coaster It's not that good. It's not
0: a comedy special. Real emotional. No, it's never heard. It's
3: very serious. It's it's but it does it very funny.
1: But you're
2: gonna laugh your ass off, but you're also gonna be like damn. I damn didn't bad. I didn't laugh. <laughs> it's time. it's it
3: really is. It's 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 but it's I'm a, not supposed to laugh apparently. A, a, I'm supposed
0: to feel real sad. It's a social
3: not commentary real. because I mean, it's really what it is. It's like it's just super depressing, and then you laugh at yourself for being so depressed. <laughs> just, I'm not trying to say it's not good. I just like perfect. fucking take a fucking All right. lane. Alright, what's, okay, what's next? What's okay. next? Give me another I mean, so, That was good. That was so, very <laughs> unpopular. So my first
0: one is that I'm not really big on peeing in the shower. You you're
3: not big on it. Not big on it. Yeah. Oh, why is that? Just go into yeah. detail. Just just a, I'd rather just pee before I get in the shower. Yeah, it's like that's, that's a waste of water in here before me. I don't. That's th- th- a waste of water. I don't think Hopefully anybody, not R. Kelly. <laughs> I don't think anybody who's actually <laughs> who's actually peed in the shower is like. I gotta pee right now. Like, i didn't say no, I've never I'll done it. Do it. I just said shower. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I straight up just you, you pee in the shower because you're like, fuck, I gotta get, get out of here and I have to pee. I
0: don't. that does I'm just I don't even that. think about the fact that I need to pee.
2: Yeah. If I am in the shower and con- coincidentally I need to pee. I'm not even thinking about peeing. I'm just letting nature take, yeah. it, take its course and I yeah. just pee.
1: I don't think there's anything. I, gross just about get, peeing I get it, in it the all shower. done before. it's just like the a reflex. If my body's wet, you're like, I'm gonna pee.
3: Have you ever have you ever taken a shower with somebody before and they peed on you? Okay, nope. how about this? I this have. is going to be weird. Just, <laughs> there's nothing God, worse. What would happen to you? Oh, yeah. man. There's she nothing did, she worse. Just, she just did, and she wasn't even thinking. We were just taking a shower, and she just, she just peed on me, and she's like, oh, sorry, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, that exactly. But, like, it's, like, it's, just it's way <laughs> different, like that Seinfeld episode when someone pees on you. It's way fucking different than you peeing in the shower. Yeah, yeah. and, like, yeah. maybe even peeing on yourself to some degree. But, yeah, I guess, I guess it's kind right, of next. popular. Uh, uh, it's getting weird. Uh, Michael, Keaton, weird. Uh, Michael Keaton is hands down the most under act, underrated actor of all time. He's the most underrated Batman of all time. Actor of all time. Actor? Batman yeah, also. He's okay. Yeah, he's great. He's good. He's great. I good. like him. I love he's him. I think he's amazing. It's not really that conf- confrontational. Wasn't it very con- yeah, wasn't it wasn't a controversial. Okay, my next one.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe everyone should leave their hometown even if they come back at some point.
1: Yeah,
3: I, I agree, think I everybody agree should that. do that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I agree. With that. It is it it is unpopular because most people stay where they're where they're from, you know, and what they're comfortable. But yeah, especially if your I family's agree. here. I
0: hear so many people talk shit about Jacksonville and 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 the community here, the, especially the arts and music community. Now I'm just like, okay, you say that because you haven't left here before, and I left where I was from in South Florida and came to a place like this, which. On the surface to a lot of people seems crazy, but like to me, there's so much more going on here. And also because like, I didn't know anybody here and had to like work my ass off to really like find that community and found it and have been able to like utilize it to help, to help me in a lot of ways. so. I think it's very important to to leave your hometown i mean
2: i'm i'm born and raised from a place that takes you a whole day of flying on a plane to get to you know so i'm
0: i'm definitely a a big advocate
2: for just getting uncomfortable and getting away from what you're used to and not only that but doing it at a relatively young age where you know you are very malleable as far as, as far as 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 far as your mind and as far as what you're influenced by, you know, and and, and,
3: and no, I agree with that. All right, Bill. Uh, my last one really isn't an popular penny, but I came up with it when I was drunk and it's just as funny. So here we go. Uh, the next person who yells free bird at a show, I want to find out where they work and then play freebird in their office during their huddle meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of these people would be completely okay with that. Yeah, that'd be like, a great TikTok. I was trying to think of like <laughs> yeah, how I could just be... like ruin your fucking day and and somehow <laughs> you're going to have to play a great song for them. <laughs> yes, <Yeah.
2: laughs> Because it would, be, I
3: would it would have to be so specific that like going to your job like and if you worked at like I don't fucking know, like at, at Kinko's and just being like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> yeah, Fucking freebird, or the be free like
3: going Kinkos.
0: I don't know what that is. To going, going to a church a and playing Hallelujah for them, like no, right. not, not that kind of or Hallelujah. Yeah, like, not that. Well, no. may, maybe 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 go to like a Kinkos and play. Uh, Dan feels good to be a gangster, like in the office space. <laughs> Michael Bolton. Yay. Yeah. Thank
3: you. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh other, than other than that, no, I, you don't get another one. No, I'm just saying I I, I I ran out of time. Honestly, I just uh, forgot about it because I was out of town. So that that's what I had a while ago. Then I just have build a band for the podcast that I wrote down. Okay, it sounds don't know great. what that means. All right, so my my last. <laughs> but I one, wrote it down. <laughs> my last one
0: is that uh, pit bulls are the best dog breed that there is.
3: Yeah, I've never been attacked and mauled by a pit bull. Oh wait, I totally have. They're the worst fucking when dog were, on like, the planet. Fucking five years old. Get I was over. About, it, bro. I was about eight, six or seven, somewhere around there. Yeah, oh, I, I wouldn't say best. I it. love
2: pit bulls. Uh, don't get me wrong. My my uh, brother in law, my sister in they
3: have a great. All dogs. Kill Her people. name is That's, Savvy. Not, that's not true. Oh, kill she is a
2: wonderful pit bull, but I've seen her go into a blind rage. There you go, and <laughs> and, and and get very bloodthirsty.
0: Yeah, but that's they all keep, dogs. They keep, that's yeah. all dogs. It's all dogs. No, and I will say, ours, I will no, say, not. pit bulls keep you on your toes a little bit. There's, you know, they they have a bit of an anger problem sometimes, but it makes them that much more fun. To figure out you it's know an I mean? unpopular opinion for it's, sure. it's like it's, but this is the thing they're so if, emotional. If a big so buff unique.
2: dude gets mad and punches a wall, it's obviously gonna be a lot more forceful than if, like, a like somebody that is you know, like very short. Gets mad and like, oh, man, don't I'm underestimate done with this. little people, and man. just like thumps a wall real here, quick. You know that's that's gonna make you laugh. You know, like it's just a lot more scary when you see a big person lose. And I mean, like, People are no, small too. people's are little.
0: Tra- but I'm
2: trying to like equate it to like yeah. like humans. Like if a if a human was about that big and like was completely just genetically modified to just be tiny and deformed and like got mad and punched a wall, like you would laugh at that because that's funny. But if a big ass buff dude got mad and punched a wall, that's kind of scary. It's the same thing with pit bulls. Like, yeah, they're, they're built that for same, that shit, man. Tiny little dogs that have been through generations and generations of genetic modification—they bark at you and chase you. Like you're not that scared because it's a tiny little dog. But if a pit bull chases you, that's scary because yeah. they're big ass behemoths of animals. You know?
0: they're, they're they're very strong, and they can do uh they can do some damage yeah, when they dogs don't mean are dogs, to. Bro. Dogs but they're dogs. but they're but they're the they're my favorite breed just because I've I've had I've raised one for a long time now. Melody's and great. She, Melody's awesome. She's a sweet dog and, until awesome. she sees any other animal in the world. Then she goes. She goes. She goes up a fucking psychopath. But what, however, I I love the challenge of 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 that dog of that breed you though. Need that bicep strength. Yeah. The, what I'm was saying, your original
3: opinion you though? Pull back that leash. Be like, yo, that, chill out. That it's all about your mind too, yeah. man. Yeah, that that are the best dog breeds. We said. Yeah, I'm nah, a
0: Rottweiler yeah. guy though. I love. Rottweilers. I, you know what? I
3: actually oh, am man. too, man.
0: Uh, Get, a, Get a lab. A I had a, I had the a rock, rescues are the, know, best <laughs> the best breed. They're the best breed. Labs are for fucking cucks, bro. I'm gonna say. Wow. It. <laughs> no, no. I, I love Rottweilers also. Uh, when I was a child, I had a Rottweiler, and I loved that dog. Um but yeah, I mean, I would probably if if I was being like like this is partly my girlfriend's unpopular opinion. Also, if I had to be 100 percent honest, Rottweilers my favorite breed of all time. Yeah, Rottweilers. Are great. I just like, like because like because they have a stronger uh bite than pitbulls do. They're also like much bigger than pitbulls, and they're, you, they're, my they're also such adorable. A scary wasp- Rottweiler man, so super same Bruno.
1: sweet. This dude scared the shit they're out huge. of me. And he I never, love never, Ever them. left and the fence in
2: like slow motion too? Like they're, Like they're just huge, but they're also like. They're
0: gentle. I fucking love them today. I dogs love all Dogs are Raul just great, dude. Yeah, dogs, dogs are awesome. I love dogs. I wish all okay. dogs lived forever. I like forever. dogs.
3: Yeah. Okay, now it's y'all's turn. Where are my dogs at? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know if this is necessarily like pop culture is much more of like a – it's like popular in our culture right now, and I think it's something that's kind of total bullshit. Uh, and in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't, but I feel like cancel culture as a whole is something that we all kind of need to address because – if we want people to learn and grow from their issues, while there is some value in, like, shunning someone or, you know, calling... You have to call people out when they do things that are wrong. Totally. But if you expect them to rebound from that, uh, I mean, there's obviously there's levels to this, man. Like, you can't... I ain't talking about, you know, mercy for rapists and murderers. Yeah. But to some extent, like, calling out people for something they did eight years ago on Twitter... When everything they've done in the past. Yeah, there has to be a line that's drawn somewhere. And there has to be, we have to find a way to be constructive moving forward from that and not just. You know, trying to completely shit on someone. And Did you know
3: what my solution was? That uh, for that problem is every person that was canceled, they get their they get to be on one TV network, and, so <laughs> you, and, and you fucking pay the top fucking dollar tell for me, that. Yeah, tell me, right? you wouldn't Watch that fucking <laughs> yeah, would. absolutely. The canceled Ryan, news Kyle, network, all CNN, Louis CK's Louis gone, CK. man. <laughs> fucking put Cosby's gone like oh Damn. Man, come on come Bill on yeah, I mean yeah, Bill Cosby deserved yeah he deserved. it. Yeah. yeah so like I'm just sad that that's an even better thing to go into it's like so everything that they created and everything we're just like oh well, we're never gonna listen to that cuz that was bad it's just very very fucking hard to to give up like something that was so great like uh, Michael Jackson people are Michael still Jackson. listening to R. Kelly yeah, totally. Like, a lot of
1: people like to get
3: pissed on
0: apparently, and, and Michael Jackson too. A lot yeah. of boys like to get raped apparently, yeah, right? Oh what
1: I'm trying to God, say man, you're making me feel so convicted because oh I love God. Michael Jackson. Yeah, who does my girlfriend? My girlfriend I can sing like even, Michael Jackson.
0: My, my girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend can't even like. Like listen to Black people say gloves. that shit because no, she, she knows that it's true. <laughs> it is. But true. at the same time, she loves Michael Jackson so much. Yeah, where it literally just like makes her like cringe when she yeah. hears that shit. So yeah, I get it. I get it. But he should also go on that channel as well. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: it's like, man, how do we separate the art from the the person? And. You just
3: yeah. Uh, we just went down a dark road. We did. There's, we did. there's definitely like a, a Venn diagram or something like that about like how good your art is versus how much you can get away Andrew with. Andrew Schultz talked about that on what? Joe
0: Rogan's podcast where it was like there's there there's like there's a there's a thing where it's like how much did you did your art contribute to society yeah. versus how much did did, did did the deed take away from society yeah, that and is. that's <laughs> kind of like the that's level a, you know that's a good way of looking at it yeah Michael Jackson had that much of an impact on society as an artist versus and what and his deed it, did he did it on a couple kids and at the same
1: time what I have do? I have seen <laughs> where <laughs> cancel, cancel <laughs> culture yeah. has Worked turned up. some people into better better people because they have had to get yeah, down from it. So like, they got caught. They got, <laughs> they got caught. <laughs> But, like, uh, imagine
3: this. imagine if Jeff Bezos turns out that he's diddling kids. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's going to stop using Amazon. No. no, you no. No. contribute that much to society. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's the
1: end of it. Like, <laughs> like you sh- want us to go back to Walmart? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. You ever
1: been to N- Walmart on Normandy Boulevard? All
3: right, we, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I go there, like, twice For a week. For me, I'm going yeah. to
2: nice. I'm I'm <laughs> end this on a high note. Yeah. For me, unpopular opinion. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that may agree. T-Pain is the greatest R&B artist ever. What? Ugh, ever, dude. Ever. Most influential, greatest artist. Most T-Pain, influential and greatest. T-Pain, Oscar, T-Pain two separate, things. Two separate everything. things. Everything. T-Pain you, is everything. I'll give you. I, T-Pain. I fuck with T-Pain. <laughs> T-Pain. T-Pain is it, everything. T-Pain NPR. When you go to no no tonight at and you pray to God, <laughs> you pray to T-Pain. You pray to T-Pain as well. You better thank <laughs> Jesus. You better. You better thank Baby Jesus <laughs> for that. That's baby unpopular as fuck, pounds, I'll tell you.
3: You think he's better than Marvin Gaye?
2: Oh, my God. Bro, he,
3: this <laughs> man loves Marvin Gaye. I'm Don't big Marvin get Gaye us started. That's the best, I love Marvin that's Gaye. That's the best R&B ever. I was about bro. to
1: make an awful joke. That, dude. dude I was well about to say, he, one day he's going to ask his own father but to shoot ushering, him. That's how much oh he loves God. Marvin Gaye. <laughs> ushering,
2: ushering a new era of music and sound, T-Pain is where it's at. Really? T-Pain is... Better
3: than the Isley Brothers. Yes, us in the Dark." Yes, and it doesn't do it for you. Nope. T-Pain. I love Sorry. it. No, I love it better than Mozart. Let, I love. So I, I love here's, all that. Here's I'm what I say.
2: Let me Auto-tune,
0: hang tune. Auto tune was the worst thing that happened to, happen to hip hop and no. the worst thing that happened to R and B. Disagree. And you can thank T Pain for it. I that. don't know, it, man.
1: Not. If you had heard some of the things that I've recorded and then you heard them after auto tune, <laughs> oh, no, no, no <laughs> especially no, when no, no. you need no, no. to make those ad libs. Let me rephrase.
0: Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. That's extreme auto No, no. Let me rephrase. Auto tune as a vocal effect. Yeah, it's, a tool. Is, no, no, it's, a tool. it's fine, and and some view it that way. I'm as a I'm substitute for... for talent.
2: You're Look. right. Now, if we're talking about Emma Roberts in the Beauty and the Beast type auto tune, it makes me want to shoot myself.
3: Oh, Emma Watson, you
2: mean? Emma, yeah, Emma Watson. I'm sorry, Emma Watson. That's that that as far as auto tune, and that that that's that just was disguising crazy. stuff. That was insane. But if yeah. you're talking about auto tune as just a vocal effect, and I hate as it. A Aesthetic. The
3: worst. It's <laughs> very unfather. It's really good ones, they, they, except it, for my like, last one.
0: Like, like T Pain ushered in that. Him and like Lil Wayne ushered in that. Yes. And Lil Wayne also started. <laughs> he's about uh, it. Lil Wayne's like the godfather of mumble rap. Also, in yeah. my opinion, he's like I'm just yeah. gonna yeah. drink for some A, codeine be like, just, nah, just start. To- yeah, <laughs> literally, Lil Wayne circa 08. Or 09, starting mumble three. rap. Yeah. That's it. That was the best time in music. Oh, the what? Was so incredible. No, oh, what? Not oh 08.
2: Oh, what? 08. Dude, the Carter How 3 are you? is one of the greatest albums. I graduated high school in 08. I fucking Carter love that album. And Three Rings, they both came out the same year. Yep. Those two albums molded me as a musician. And don't get me wrong, the I reason love- why
0: Lil Wayne gets the credit for being the best rapper alive is because. That's outcast he- for me. He put he put out so much material, but yeah. people also like don't he's realize it was so bad, most of it. But his features, bro. He brings it for a feature, though. Real when G's, someone's like, yo, I'm going to pay you
1: to be on my song, he's like, dude, little Real G's
0: rolling science like lasagna. You can go fuck yourself for that line. I'm How about not, that? I'm <laughs> making this so a Come on, just just That's a great fucking line. Corey it's this. so dumb. It's he so said, dumb. He he said you know who
2: really got a pistol on the playground, watched the gun play. Yeah, like, come on, bro!
0: What? So stupid. No, it's not though. It's, it's great. genius, it, though. though genius. You, you know who? You know who? You know who? A real genius is. You know who really moved hip hop forward was Outkast with Southern Bliss and Music. Absolutely. Like that's real innovation. What hip? What? What Lil Wayne and T Pain? If you ask me, with the auto tune, should is they they it was it was a it was a a regression in hip. I don't oh, know, no, bro. Have you like,
1: have you watched T Pain with no autotune on NPR? No, VR? no, no yeah. I'm, I've I'm seen not that.
0: arguing that T pains talented. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that his contribution with autotune destroyed R and B and hip hop. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't I, I, don't agree. I don't agree
2: because because it's not like we saw a complete absence of 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 R and B singers with without autotune.
1: You it know, also gives some people a voice with, that never would have been able to it's, even it's as if you just Maybe uh, they shouldn't
2: have a voice it's like you got a road and then you just had a whole new lane. You, yeah, just, yeah. you just add, you just add on to the culture. It I'm just, all
0: for that. I'm just saying that people like Marvin Gaye and Ov Wright and fucking like that, uh, like that, that whole era of R&B where, where and everything soul, was pure. where it was so just like real no, and right. raw. And I'm, not, I, I'm not the guy that's gonna sit here and argue against technology. I love technology. I think the auto tune as an effect was the worst decision that could have happened. And I'm just trying to say, if Outkast was so
3: influential, why aren't there more uh, hip hop and R and B acts that sound like Outkast? I mean, Kendrick Lamar. No, 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 they they all do. You don't understand If, if you really study Andre 3000
0: and Big Boy, like, like their flow. And the way that they, that they if you really study it, you will understand that every rapper after them they birthed ATL, l- man, got, that, not yeah, just ATL, just, every rapper Eminem literally is, is 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 just a clone of Andre 3000. Right. Like it, it, and then like all the influences that, that, that he had, it's like you just have to understand that if you if you really study what they did, you understand that every rapper that came after them was just trying to be them. That's all it is. It doesn't matter where they were from. The, the south, uh, the the north, uh, you know, uh, northeast. It doesn't matter. Like, where's the, Lil Wayne's from
3: Louisiana, right? Like he's New from New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lil Wayne, Lil like, Wayne had his own style, yeah. though. That's well, a cool he thing. Was, nobody, can, li- nobody else can be Lil Wayne. Where's no, 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 When, t-pain when, when from? Lil Wayne was in the Hot oh, Boys, boy. Wayne was
0: I I in the Hot that. Boys. Yeah, you got me. Like, like I love Lil oh, Wayne boy. the Hot boy. Boys. I didn't know that. Right, but like when Lil Wayne did started doing the fucking, you know, like 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 mumble rap thing, that's when he lost me. When he started doing like. A hundred songs in one year? <laughs> yeah, like it's like, I bro, I saying, bro obviously what are you doing? Need some money? Yeah, you went out of
1: your contract. Yeah, <laughs> you do not like Birdman. Yeah, exactly. Put some respect
0: on your name. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like you, like when he was doing Hot Boys and showed that I was like, okay. I love Lil Wayne. Then it was like circa 08, 09. I was like, yo, you are terrible. You really like around know. the Carter time III, like Lollipop came incredible. out? Yes, exactly.
2: No. Oh, dude, lo- dude, that album is insane. I love that. I love that, that album. To some degree.
0: Oh, so you don't know about early Lil Wayne then? Well, how I mean, old are you? I'm I'm 26. Just, oh, 26. but we gotta get. Oh man, he's, okay. he's it's too fine. Young. I get not. I, I understand why you like what the the, the era that you like, and, and I hate. <laughs> yeah. and I Dude, hate, I think it's I actually very important for us
1: to be able to like work on modern music together in some ways because we're almost like in two different eras. But it's amazing, still and,
0: and, and and bro, and I respect the hell out of tech, like the the technology and where music is going. I, like I love all the possibilities, but I understand, but like. I understand, and I hate to play the age card because I hate I hate when people do that shit to me. But I get why that is right. the reference for you. Yeah. There, but Lil Wayne, when, when he was with the Hot Boys, man, that shit was untouchable. Right? D boys? Right. No, are you kidding it. me? Shit like that, you're just like, yo, this dude is fucking wild. Yeah. And then and then he started doing all that shit like in 08, 09 with that mumble rapping. You're just like, oh, what what did he do to himself? Because we right. have the reference from before.
2: Yeah. And and, I mean, you're right. There's artists. There's artists that I admired in high school that today I really am rather apathetic about because they're just not the same. Like uh, the prime example for me is Joey Badass. Right. Like when I was in high school, bro, Joey Badass, his flow, his lyric, lyricism, his just manipulation of the English, English language was impeccable. But you listen to his stuff now, and it's it's a little different. I mean, I'm still a Joey Badass fan. I'm still like listening to what money. he makes. One, sure, but like, but it's just not the same. So I I definitely feel you on that. Where it's just like when you get that taste of what what it's like when it's really just like gutter yeah, and like yeah, just exactly. like. From, like, when they were super hungry. Yes, exactly. And then there's that, then, then there's also that part of them where it's just, like, I've made mine and I'm going to make up. But I, I'm going to disagree with you on when that happened with Lil Wayne and T-Pain. Yeah. To me. 2008 was the golden age, bro. Okay. Three Rings. I feel like early 2000s. Go back and listen to yeah, that. Me. that that's listen what, to Three Rings, seems bro. Seems like there's
1: a common theme here. There's like a five-year gap in between yeah, what we view exactly. as the golden age. Yeah.
0: Well, because yeah, because that's when we were that age, right? Yeah. So, but it's also like 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 for for the, at least at least those guys. If you talk about the the golden age of hip hop for me, like we're the, the 90s all day. I mean, like we're talking hip like rock, Biggie. Yeah, but but like your Tribe Called Quest, like yeah. like early Outkast that to me is like it yeah. but then but i also love like two, early 2000s hip hop but like not the mainstream Everything shit has its merit. but yeah, yeah there totally. is that
2: point in time that really makes an impression on you and and there is a you know even an evolutionary thing where there is a certain period of of your life that certain things make certain impressions on you Yeah moving forward sure so it's like, nostalgic i get yeah, it yeah it, it, but that's circling back to how Jared and I work together because we're we're not super far in age but it what is about five years or so? It's enough, you know. It's ge- enough where it's, it's we enough. have different, yeah. different enough tastes, but also similar enough tastes where we we can be devil's advocate in so, certain it cases. Helps reach a but we can, Yeah, we can also we can also come together on certain things. So and we can also you, be like-minded. So
0: you can keep his old ass current, and then he can keep your young ass from sounding just like to, shit. The yeah, that's the been bottom of the bill this me. week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you just kind of me how corny <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. Once, <laughs> and I got to be like, yeah,
1: man, I am pretty pretty fucking corny. bro. It's, it's, and, and I'm it, cool with it. it uh, and then
0: you, and then you got it, Jonah, be, Jonah. Be authentically you.
1: But this is funny because I think
2: Jared and Jonah are almost 10 years apart, and I'm literally right in the middle. So, like, bridging that gap, as bro. as a whole, the three of us, that's why we make things so so well together because we are kind of – I don't know. We all take from our own experiences, but then we're also open enough to kind of connect with each with each other, you totally, know, totally. so I
3: it's guess. I just still don't think age has anything to do with it because we're like four months apart. Right. Me and you. Right. Yeah. And you're like 90 <laughs> <That's> <laughs> in comparison to me. Well, you're like a child, though. Well, I was saying that fucking Carthyr is like one of the best fucking albums ever when I was fucking. But you don't know
0: shit about hip hop. So your points are relevant. And
3: you think you know everything, so you're an old man. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to get at.
0: <laughs> that's why you're a child. That's
3: why you're an old man. This has been
0: another episode bro. of Bottom of the Bill, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for being here. This is a lot guys. of fun. Man, this is appreciate great, you man. having us, man. Absolutely, man. We'll have to we'll have to do this one again. This is really a lot of fun. I really right. enjoyed this. Absolutely. Are you calling it. Calling it.
3: I a lot of yes, muchachos.